0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
1: up now at chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Hi. We back. That was terrible. I barely ever do that, but you know what it is. My Expert Opinion Show, the greatest show in the world, 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 Hit that like, hit that share, let everybody know you in here. Don't you no paper unless you's a mother. Hater, 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 hater. hater. (laughs) He's going to skip over the beatboxing. All right, everybody (laughs) acting special. Shout out to my man, Champ.
3: How you doing, Michael?
0: Blessed as Hell King, everything on the incline. What's up with you?
3: Everything is good, man. Shout out to um, Source Worker, Conway the Machine for gracing the cover, the cover of YKTV Magazine. For all the individuals that's holding people down who are incarcerated, make sure you go on yktvmagazine.com to get a copy for your incarcerated loved ones. It's the entertainment they need at this time of information.
0: Okay. Shout out to Shaw Summers. I see you out there My doing God. your numbers, Sweet. killing it on it, killing those freestyles. Keep it pushing. We see you, shot summons. Shout out to Chastity. Uh, keeping the machine rolling behind the scenes. Y'all don't know, but we know because we really should know. Shout out to the gang. Salute, my friend. Salute. salute everybody who's salute. rolling. Salute. Gat Murder. What's up, Matt? My Aries brother. My Aries brother, what's good? Here? <coughs> Bless, man. How you man I'm good, man. Brooklyn Way episodes. Go check them out. Tap in. The hottest web series. In the world, world, world. world, <laughs> world. <laughs> That's a big fat. Go tap in, man. Subscribe to the Brooklyn Way TV right now. Sean Bigger, man of God. Welcome back, Bigger. Yeah. I miss you, brother. miss
4: you, brother. What's going on, everyone? Much love. You know my message. I'm glad to be here. Every time I'm able to speak to you, give a message to the children and the people, I'm
3: honored. And just to let y'all know, Mav Hoffa, you know, we got some going on right now, but he will be back. We'll be here to serve y'all as y'all need
0: it. Yeah, we we couldn't let this go by. This this is an interview that had to happen. Shout out to my man Raj for pulling it through. One time for the king. Salute. And now, Salute. ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. We talk a lot of talk a lot of hip hop stuff up here. Word classic is overused and thrown around. We talk about legends, it's overused and thrown around. But what happens if we came across somebody who actually fit the criteria for all of the above? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Bold statement. Bold statement. Especially today in such an oversaturated market. But Bold statement. What if we ran across a rapper who actually had something to say? What if we ran across a rapper who actually showed you what the difference between a rapper and an MC was? And he was able to do both at the same time. Mm. Thankfully, I know a guy, and he's here. <laughs> Shout out to Killer Mike. Killer Mike. the building. Man,
2: honor to be here. Pleasure, man.
0: Yeah, thank you. Love yes.
2: and respect the man for bringing me out, you know. Mm-hmm. Wishing him the best on everything.
0: Who knew bumping into you at a strip club all those many months ago uh, would I have know. you in here right now?
2: Yeah, I figured I'd be back. I knew what I had coming, so, you know, I, I'm a fan of the show, so.
0: That's what's like, up. I've though. met you in
2: my neighborhood, though. People hit strip club, they think like, I, we was just in my neighborhood. The club's been in my neighborhood since That's the right. 80s. I grew up like maybe eight streets behind it. I just bought my daughter a house in that neighborhood. So nice. see,
0: I think, Mike, I don't know if people I don't know if people get the level of duality you run around with. Yeah. Like one minute you speaking at Congress, next minute yeah. you a Blue Flame, next yeah. minute you opening up businesses, yeah. next minute you blowing Blowing yeah, smoke yeah, with yeah, the homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next minute you mentioning something righteous on the album. and yeah. Building an altar to your mother and your yeah, grandmother. But then absolutely. after that, you know, you letting people know that you believe in the Second Amendment. Like there's so yeah. many different facets that a lot of people would think this ain't right. You, can, you can't you can't be all these different things. See, this this is me. hypocritical. Yeah, I can be me. Mm-hmm. That's what
2: I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't you know, I don't know what, what other people judge as hypocrisy is on this. That neighborhood that you grew up in, on that street is the Blue Flame Lounge. That was started by a family whose father, you know, was reported to be a gentleman of the underworld. My father was a young Ricky police officer and locked that man up yeah. was being drunk. That man, My father <laughs> said that man was the most gentlemanly man he had ever met. Just yeah. sat there, told him, young man, get me to my cell. Took off his diamond ring, sat there, crossed his legs and waited for his attorney to pick them up, and they had to return the 30 grand they found on them. So, Mm. you know, that club is right down the street from St. Paul's Catholic Church, where Mm. all the smart girls went, and right down the street from my elementary school, which was one of the best. And that family gave as much to the Civil Rights Foundation as any legitimate family. So, Mm. you know, for me, in the neighborhood I grew up in, the preachers lived there, the teachers lived there, the sinners lived there, the bootleg man lived there, the numbers man lived there, and all these people had a firm influence on me. You know, I was Betty's boy. I was niece's son. You know what I mean? So for me, I absorbed all the good I could out of everybody. Everybody from the people who did carpentry and electrician work. My grandma sent me out with them. They all came back, said the same thing. They said, he's a hell of a talker. He could be a great salesman. <laughs> he ain't much for work, Betty. So he can have <laughs> something to do with his mind. You know, I had been trying to sneak in the blue from since <laughs> I was 15. You know, by the time I got in there, you know, me and Sleepy, we, you know, just kept coming. And before you know it, we, like our uncles before us, we you know we became stable. So for me, I don't see hypocrisy and duality. Black people have been who we are. Harriet Tubman had to talk just as fluently to the people in the fields as she talked to people on Congress. Frederick Douglass had to have the ability to talk to the people picking cotton, just like he had to talk to diplomats in Ireland when he was trying to explain why this country. So for me, I embrace being a, a black person that fits the totality of the spectrum. I'm as comfortable mm-hmm. talking to the junkie in front of the store. As I am sitting in front of any leader in government and talking, because I'm just a human being.
3: Do you that, that's fi- it. let me ask you something? I, I, I totally agree with that. Do you feel like those different elements inside of the community is a vital asset in young black boys being raised been in these me- impoverished neighborhoods? They've been
2: to me, but you, I, I, I never said I grew up in a poverty neighborhood. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I'm. I i do not give you that same shtick. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have the most, but what I had was a 900 square foot house. Mm-hmm. I had two grandparents. That was 54 and 44 when I was born. And they was determined. And black people need to, like when niggas say, I came from nothing. Like, no, you didn't. You came from your mama. Mm. And you came from your father. Mm. And they was something. Right. If they were not nothing but in love when they made your last. So, you know, it gets over-romanticized. I came, I know somebody who came from dirt for real. Mm. My my partner, my aunt all, like little brother, he came from Flint, Michigan. And an mm. upgrade was Little Rock, Arkansas. Right. Mm. And yet he sit there before you a father. You know what I mean? A good man to a woman, one of the most gentleman guys I've ever met. So if mm-hmm. he don't use banging in Little Rock and Flint, Michigan for an excuse, I'm not gonna use the West Side of Atlanta for right, excuse. Right, right. Everybody was together, right. just like Harlem doing the Harlem Renaissance. You you had poor black people, rich black people, smart black people, black people who didn't have all the sorts. You had gangsters, you had politicians. If you watch Godfather Harlem, you get right. to see what. Well, imagine Harlem is a whole city right that's exactly what atlanta is. my grandmother could get to any mayor within three to six phone calls because she was active in her community they they communicated collaborated with other communities and the mayor needed votes and when it came time to get an extra thousand votes you're gonna go to two places the church and the strip clubs and i would say barb and <laughs> beauty places that's where your extra 200 300 votes from so right. what i learned as a child was just how to make sure you shake hands with everybody and find some commonality. So what other people call hypocrisy, is because they feel inferior if they're not on a team. Other people want to be on a team because mm-hmm. they want their team to win. You know, I want my team to win. Mm-hmm. I want my, my candidate to win. I want my church to win. I want my religion to win. I just want black folks to win.
0: Well, that was my next question. Like, where do we lose that uh commonality? Everybody under where we stop judging. Yeah. Right? My grandfather was a hustler. I never drank or smoked in my life. Yeah, nobody ever called me a square because of it, and if they did, I just considered them. Well, I'm ignoring you because that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, right. I've never understood why we feel the need as people to judge each other for the different roles. and different paths we take. You learn. You
2: learn. You act like your masters act. Say it again. You act like your masters act. Yeah, it's it's not intrinsically in black folk to look down because everybody got a purpose. My grandma went to church every Sunday, but the numbers, man, she played the numbers on Monday. So she mm-hmm. had to know the numbers, man, too. Mm-hmm. And the numbers man didn't want no niggas like us walking in there. He'd rather the church ladies be walking in the club. Because mm-hmm. if she walked in there with a book full of numbers, the police ain't gonna stop her. Right, we come right. in with these big ass gold chains and shit, jump out. Of the, car. the police, right. wanna hey, what you doing?
3: <laughs> Let me see
2: what you got. Well, I would take that. And then you leave you that holding the goddamn stash. you owe the numbers, man. Right. So <clears throat> everybody has that now. our community. I think it's to me. We criticize ourselves publicly too much. It ain't nobody's business what black people do right or wrong. Ain't nobody' business but ours. So, you know, mm-hmm. fuck all that. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't judging black folks across my line. If that's how you feel about me, fine. But I've matured to this. You know, that was a time when I was, I remember I had first discovered, um, man, autobiography of Malcolm X and, you know, mm-hmm. man, mess to the black man, my most honorable Muhammad. I came home to my granddad. My granddad born in 1922. And I'm not even thinking to myself, he is the same age as some of these organizations. I'm talking to him, I'm rallying. you know, man, I, I dare you, and you know, all that old shit. You
1: know,
2: <laughs> I say, man, I ain't eat pork no more. You know, this is the devil's in it. I gave, you know, there's nothing that wrong. My grandfather grew up, he could I give some context. My grandmother, they had a farm, and she was, they was, my granddad looked at them like he considered them wealthy because they got potato sack draws and fruit for Christmas. My granddad said, it wasn't no Christmas for me at all. He had two little sisters and a mom, he worked in a sawmill eight years old. So for him, mm-hmm. if a hog could get killed, a hog could get ate, like he said, because the alternative was starvation. So I remember giving him this whole thing. He told me, "Say, man, if you wasn't for the hog, you wouldn't have had no um, Elijah Muhammad. I said, what? He said, yeah, man, the boy's from
1: Georgia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and when I thought about it, I said, well, God damn, I ain't never seen nobody from Georgia not eat a hog. You know, not, <laughs> not trying to validate the pig, the most honorable. But just to say, my grandfather was telling me it's comes in phases. right now. It's new to you. It's a phase to you. He never discouraged me from learning from the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad's readings, never Most Noble drew out lead Marcus Garvey. He never deterred me, but he always made sure I was grounded mm. in understanding that you a black southern man. And there's some things that are going to be nuanced that are not going to be ununder- that's not going to be understood by the greater world, but it don't take nothing from you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I got that him having a third grade education and being as wise as he was Marrying a woman who was college educated, who was a nurse, who was as smart as she was, what it gave me is some context in terms of you need a little bit of everything. You know? So I, I don't really accept being judged and I try not to judge people because I've needed every type of black person it is. you know, you know, black people say, oh, man, you, you folks get to work for government, they don't work for nobody's shit. When I go into the city of Atlanta and I need to get a permit, I'm looking across the table at a bunch of black women, man. I ain't. Mm-hmm. Hey, they know what they're doing. I go in there, hey, I really don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I need I, I help
2: on this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because cause that that's who going to walk you through the process to know what you're doing. So when you do say, well, I want to save time, I'm going to go hire the white boy, I'm going to hire my lawyer. The lawyer ain't going to fuck you on no time. I know how much time it takes because mm-hmm. Miss Crawford already walked me through the process myself. You <laughs> ain't going to tell me it took eight hours and it took me two. Mm-hmm. Now I know by myself. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta just taught me, man, don't be so quick to judge. the The people like, my man Herman Kane, who's a Republican, a lot of people celebrating when he died. But man came up right on the west side. I think he was originally born in Memphis, but came up on the west side. His father drove for the president of Coca-Cola. He went to Morehouse. Of course he was gonna be a little more conservative. He was a poor boy at Morehouse. He didn't want to get kicked out. But when I tell you he did everything he could in that community to try to help out, you look at Vernon Jordan, Vernon Joy, high Democrat brother, died, but was influential to the cleansing more. A lot of people didn't like him, that would say more conservative. But man, what he was able to bring to the democratic power in Atlanta and what that brought economically matters. So for me, I've needed all type of black folks in my life. So I try not to be too judgmental.
0: Where do you draw Where do you draw the line? Where, where do you see that the phrase all skin ain't kin? Well, all,
2: all skin ain't kin. Different
0: people have different agendas. Depending on what that, that's fine.
2: And, and it ain't always time to mix and mingle. But... Our business is our business and our kind is still our kind. That's all you have to. You know, I know I know some preachers, boy, Farrakhan in the room, they won't come in there. You know, I know some Muslims that support Big Cook in the room. They ain't going to go in there. But you're going to need people who are who are diplomats of sorts from each of those communities Mm. to be able to commune together. Like Mm -hmm. when you talk about, you know, what Brother Don, what brothers like Brother Tony Muhammad have been able to do in terms of reaching into the hip hop world and making sure even newer newer guys here the minister. And the minister can minister to them when I walk in a room with T.D. Jake and he says, Charlemagne has told me about you. And these are some things, I think. stuff. all that matters, man, because all of us are different tribes of some sort. because We've chosen every tribe and born in the family. But we got a common enemy. You know, we got mm-hmm. people who want to use you. We got people who want to abuse you. They don't care what God you call God. They don't care what you eat. They don't care who you voted for. You are easy to use. And mm-hmm. if you let yourself be used without counsel with your brothers and others to see what's going on, you know, you will be used. So when people say all skin folk ain't kid folk, it's usually you don't fit my agenda. And I'm just like, okay, you don't fit my agenda at this time. Mm-hmm. But you know, even a house nigga got a role because somebody got to tell the niggas Harriet coming. Mm-hmm. And somebody got some to make Slim Master sleep.
0: Right. Well, right. Hopefully that's what he's doing
2: though. Yeah, I, I mean, well, a lot of niggas got away. True true? Yeah. See, we tend to forget about that part. Yeah. A lot of niggas got away, mm-hmm. you know, 40 million, 40, 40, I was, it was, it was something like $40 billion. The son came through Atlanta. <clears throat> my grandmother, grandfather used to argue over Andy Young. He's a friend and mentor to me, but my grandfather Maynard was his mayor because Maynard said it's a 30% rule. If you don't do 30% of your business with, with black people, or 30% of your business with minorities, you don't get no city contract. So he, he, he really strengthened the black middle class. And grew it even. Andy um, was viewed as more liberal and, and more more keen to dealing with white folks and stuff. And my grandfather, grandmother had these huge, wonderful arguments over them, right? But Andy, out of that forty billion, that came, eleven billion made it directly to the black community. Mm-hmm. So you got to start to say to yourself, well, shit, man, I couldn't get a dollar. I couldn't get a dollar off every dollar. I couldn't get fifteen off every dollar. I got a quarter. Give me a quarter off every dollar. Give me a quarter for the niggas right. who been in the street.
3: Right, right. You hustle,
2: nigga, nigga had a thousand dollar ball, nigga gave you two hundred and fifty dollars, he kept seven fifty for himself. <laughs> the fuck you
3: mean? You
2: know what I mean? I remember being thirteen, going to niggas say, hey man, you paying us, you paying us a dollar off a of bone, you pay us $170, you paying the older niggas, you paying them $240, $250. Why don't you let me and my partner get the $240, $250? We ain't gonna tell nobody, but let us get our extra $780. Nigga told her, fuck us. I said, I say, okay. I say, man, just all right. I say, man, just give us two bombs, then you know, just. We'll, we'll bring your money right back. Shit. Next time that nigga see me, I was on TV. I was just <laughs> Fuck ass, trouble. You gonna you know, try to use me because I'm a little boy. That, yeah. Politics ain't much different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you got for me? That's all I said. What you got? Because this is what I seen work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when people say oh, justification, justification. But well, the neighborhood I grew up here in, the Carlisle Heights, is a neighborhood that was bought at a 30 percent markup by black people. See, these black people, you got Southwest Atlanta. When you first heard Outcast Goodie all. They rapping about Southwest Atlanta and rapping about College Park, East Point. Those areas that were, that were predominantly white and black people moved in, it was a little, but the, where we moved in terms of 1946, my neighborhood started, it was poor crackers. I heard of dynamite bombings on houses and shit when blacks started moving out. So finally, blacks said, you know what? We're gonna get all y'all motherfuckers a 30% markup and just leave.
1: Mm. And
2: they bought the whole neighborhood. And then they bought the neighborhood. It's called, you can look it up, it's articles on it called the Call Your Heights. People put clubs in their basement because they weren't finna to go into town trying to party at no white folks club. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give you our money. So they meant it on every level. My grandfather meant it because he wouldn't go to no grocery stores. We went to butcher shops and he caught fish out the lake. My grandma's garden. The people who was rich meant it because they weren't taking their money to the hotels, rent out no ballrooms. They had their whole houses set up like clubs mm-hmm. and hotels. So I grew up in a very Black Power environment that was not the theatrics of Black Power per se, right? But what it was is an everyday foot in front of the other strength, will and determination to keep as many things black as you could in front of you. So that's just the way
0: I learned, you know, have the theatrics overtaken the one foot in front of the other. You need the theatrics.
2: You need you need theater because that's what attracts people to things. You know, man, one thing I love about Muslims when I was a little boy, man, they looked good. Hmm. They look sharp. Now, I know I seen this nigga go to jail three years ago. You know what I'm saying? I know this nigga went to jail. The nigga was in a nigga suit. And this nigga had doodle stains in the draw. All right. This, this, this nigga that came out of jail, man. This nigga last name X now. This nigga standing six foot tall. He got his bow tie on. This nigga, nigga smelled good, too. So you need to present yourself in a way. You know, it took me and my stylist. We had to figure out nigga, what jacket we wearing. Y'all want to look good. You know what I'm saying? So the theatrics matter, but after the theatrics, what do we really have? That's all. You got to make sure you have something. You know what I mean?
0: I think that's that's what I'm getting at. I don't see a lot of substance under some of these theatrics. I see a lot of... The the, the phrase I use nowadays is, uh, you know, attention is the new currency. Yeah. But you can do things with it, though. No, you can definitely turn. But what happens when, happens when attention is the plan yeah but it ain't just attention like attention brings money so you know i like
2: man i um you know I, without naming names organization got a whole bunch of money man one of the organizers when they got hot the water hit me said, you know we stand with me and, and, and as much as i wanted to as much as i love and respect and want to see it happen i think you didn't call me when you got the money hmm. so if you would call me got the money i don't even want no money from you uh-huh. i already get paid singing and dancing mm-hmm. i would have told you instead of buying one or two houses why don't you come to Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Tennessee, Georgia, and why don't you buy five hundred acres? Mm. Then you take them five hundred acres, and you can do things like plant and grow. In Tennessee, you can grow marijuana. In Georgia, you can grow watermelons. You can grow onions. You can grow peaches. And, and soon to be in Georgia, you'll be able to grow medical marijuana. Why? 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 Why didn't? Why didn't the play? come to the southeast there's a book called the devil you know by charles Blow. Yep, really and it talks it. about 54 percent of african americans still live in the south and southeast politically we dominate there you know we can be if you can marry the ability to politically dominate with the economic opportunity that we've had in the last five years you can start to change certain things on a hyper local level and i ain't i know some niggas gonna be watching this you know black capitalism will not save us all that's that's right nigga you're right but <laughs> if i can save birmingham If I can save Atlanta, if I can save Charlotte, if I can save Charleston, if I can save Tampa, Jacksonville, Savannah, and I can start to politically leverage jobs coming there, There's a a $3 billion port coming to Savannah. We got economic power in Savannah. So imagine if we were to put money from that organization into Savannah. You know what I'm saying? Now you have political power, married with money, married with an incentive to see black people get even more jobs. Niggas in Savannah got some money. Because they work on a port. It's a whole new electronic vehicle. Um, I, you know, we, people, people that like the fact I, I met with a white guy who happened to be governor, but motherfuckers just bought 9000 jobs to Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So what you get to do then is say, hey, man, the jobs coming to Georgia, we need the jobs to come to Macon. Mm-hmm. We need the jobs to come to Columbus. We need the jobs to come to Atlanta. You get to say where they come, and And that, that's what it is. You're not going to win every war. That's why I don't try to fight every war. Mm. i ain't brave hard i ain't for the die for you niggas. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i don't see where that movie is mm-hmm. you know but if i could manage to get something to have some influence and make sure opportunity abounds you know
0: what stops everybody from thinking that way
2: what well i don't know you got to have seen it and, and it's, they systematically destroyed a lot of the places man that were strongholds for you know chicago was a stronghold when you talk about black beauty care all the aerosol stuff came out of chicago yep when you look at the greases and creams and lotions, some of the stuff you buy out of these major white brands is actually being produced by Duttony's out of the Carolinas, right? You know, you look at Bronner Brothers in Atlanta, but, you know, the minute, you know, with Carol's daughter, was a big deal. You know what Carol I mean? Um, you know, there's some I forget my other man's name who had the, um, the Barber's thing. It'll, it'll pop up. But these are big deals. But sometimes we act like our big deals, are our first big deals. It's a continuation. What Madam C.J. Walker did, inspired the Bronner Brothers, inspired the Duttony's, now inspiring Carol's daughter and more. You know what I'm saying? Bevel, inspiring Bevel, mm-hmm. inspiring me. My wife got a line coming out, but we got to see ourselves as a continuation of it. We got to see ourselves as masters of it. That's all. I don't. We ain't got it right, but we only been free 60 years. Like niggas only been free 60 years, man. Some of our parents 60 years old. Shit, they just been some sense. Mm-hmm. So as a whole, we supposed to, we supposed to have every all our shit together in 60 years. We ain't, we ain't gonna have it together. So I just try to show each other some grace, man. What
3: you, know, you right? what you feel about the whole black reparations thing?
2: Well, I I think we deserve reparations. Like, but do I think we are gonna get them? Shit, man. It's I want a nigga reach. who stole my car to bring my car back. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but that nigga might not never bring my car back. But I got a, just a cup, of water, just the water, just the water. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I want I want my car back. But that car might not never come back. So I got the repairs on wow. the car not coming back. So when they call and say we got the car back. I can afford to fix it, you know. You, I'm leery about what we do with reparations
0: if we got them. No, seriously. it
3: depends on the guidelines. I mean, if it's if it's us preparing the guidelines for it, and it's in a way where, you know, you can't do too much with a whole, you know, lump sum. There's certain guidelines that that state that limit you from doing certain things and just burning through cash. Mm-hmm. I think it could work, especially as far as business goes. Like we in the e-commerce and, and just regular. Brick and mortar fields, mm-hmm. I think we can fucking propel if we have reparations.
2: I'm a little bit.
3: And here's my thing I want to know from you, you, you being in the political field at times, what would that plan look like?
2: I, I don't and, know. In your I think you get real economists in the room. Right. You know, I think that's what you do. Like a lot of us got opinions on what we do based on our successes or failures. But what, as black people, time now. When, when shit comes out the toilet, you don't call your lawyer, you call the plumber.
1: Mm. mm-hmm
2: you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like so so who, who are the economists like you know he was a conservative people didn't like him but he was a, a fine economist Walt t williams god bless the dead he's gone you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, but but you know i go back and look at old youtube on black for what, what what would, what what some conservative people say about money and what you do what do rich people already do right you know what i'm saying what exactly. what are the the two thousand billionaires who exist what are they doing what is warren buffett doing you know, mm-hmm. how, how they parlaying it and end, how do you parlay money for a nation of people? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you first get money, of course you gonna burn through. You ain't never had none. So how do you safeguard that? Do you, man, whoever wrote Allen Iverson's contract was a genius. Cause Fact. they held 50 million to what, he was 50? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, but well, I'm telling you, but hold some shit to your dick don't work. you will fuck around, and save some money. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like hold it till you get that age. Like, hey, yeah. baby, it might not be tonight, tonight. You know, fuck around and save some bread. So you know, the the question becomes: How would we help? Who was who would the who would the panel be that we put together that knows money mm.
0: and, and, that we and,
2: trust? And, yeah, well, I mean, you at some point you. You trust the bank enough to leave your money there, you don't know where it's at.
0: Uh, I, think, I think people trust the bank because they don't think they have any alternatives. Well, but they, but they do.
2: But, but what I'm saying is you're going to have to trust somebody someday. Fetch. So you vet the people out. I, I'm going to tell you the most interesting theory I heard on reparations, one I really liked a mm-hmm. lot. Um, Rob Smith is a billionaire.
0: Just went mm-hmm. to see him speak.
2: Yeah, billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he proposed a 2% tax. Essentially, you put a 2%. Tax on corporations. That two percent would probably, you know, he's saying even pay more and pay perpetuity better than reparations. With that, I talked to Miss Kathy Hughes, who of course started the Hot Hot 97 TV One, that things like that. Um, Kathy Hughes talked about if it's 40 million black people in this country, let's let's exclude three out of every four and say we got 10 million strong that have a stable economy, right? If I was a part of say 10 million, I would say I would give. Ten dollars a month. Ten million people, ten dollars a month. That's one hundred million dollars a month. What would we do first? We could do this before we get any reparations. Mm-hmm. Ten million black people could just say, I'm signing up to this newsletter. The same way you pay your iPhone storage bill every month, mm-hmm. the same way you pay for whatever things you watch on TV, who would be willing to dedicate ten dollars? Essentially, that's five dollars every two weeks on fast food. You spend to say ten million people, I'm going to give ten million. So even if they get one dollar, that's ten million a month. Mm-hmm. which is 120 million, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if they do $10, 10 million, that's hundred million dollars a month. If we were willing to do that, would we need people to take care of our Rosa Parks. Mm. No. Would we need the, the owner of Little Caesars to pay her rent, even though that's a, that's a valued thing and I appreciate you know, but what we needed. Right. And Ms. Hughes was talking about, we need to do this kind of self-funded thing to take care of our own. If charter schools are gonna be a part of the, the, the process going forward in schools in black areas, if we if we're funding them ourselves, we don't have to fuss and fight with white folks about teaching black history.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: every Saturday, our children should be in Swahili class. Why? So they can be able to communicate amongst one another with the largest spoken language on the African continent. Right. right? They can talk to one another and not be afraid of what they say in front of white folks. Mm-hmm. But That kind of stuff takes real organizing. Real organized could be as simple as making sure the lady who teaches Swahili got enough seats her after heat work and she got food. If you got your if you got a 10 to 100 million dollar fund landing every month, you have the ability to distribute that out there. So, my thing is, even before we get reparations, are we willing to give ten dollars a month before we ask because we're right. gonna give them eventually, but they're gonna do you how they how you like in the insurance company, you get hit by a car, they're gonna call you quick, hey. Hey, can we sell it out for $3,000? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you fucked up, man, that three grand sounds like a lot. You're like, man, I can go get something. I can go get a couple of bowls with this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can get a pound. I can. But those who are a little more savvy, they say, well, let me call my lawyer. My mama told me to call a lawyer. The lawyer might come back and say, man, man, I can get you 30000 in a week. But then your cousin's going to say, man, the lawyer already in with him, Man, he taking 25 cent of 50% of your money. He's going to get 15. So really, you just got to but hold on a little while longer. Then you go going see a chiropractor. You lay out on fucked up, man. My heart defibrillating all this old shit. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> then they finally say, you get another lawyer. He said, well, I can get you $100,000. I'm only going to charge you $0.25 cent on the dollar. You got yeah. $75,000. But by the time you done did that, you done had some time to think about it, how you would have fucked up. You actually made three grand work every day. And then with that seventy-five, you said, well, let me go and put something down on the house. Let me go. On, let, right, me go on right. let me go. On mm-hmm. Let me go and grab. me. Go and make sure my, my wife, kids do it. You don't have a better sense of so. For me, whenever the reparations coming, they coming. But who knows when they coming? But until then, can ten million of us? Can one million of us give ten dollars a month and say this is what we gonna do?
0: It's the trust factor. It's not a. Be, it's a great well, it ain't, idea. Now you another
2: person you don't trust. You don't trust yourself.
0: No, you don't yeah. trust where the money's going. You, you don't going trust going. yourself with money. You don't trust where the money's going. Yeah, that, that's you don't still, trust yourself. That's still the same but thing. But ten dollars. Fucking little ten dollars, man. I, I, I I'm agree. not, no, I'm not anti, but we also it's, it's have a big thing about I'm making. I telling some, black folk, get over that shit.
2: You fuck up ten dollars every week.
0: We have, we, it's not, it's. You got subscriptions and shit like that. Man, yeah, $10 fuck, you, not, fuck It's, up $10, it's, it's not shit, to ten bucks. Shit, that's why I
2: said ten bucks. Ten bucks from a million folk. A million. Like, don't even go to ten million. Just get one million black folk. Just say I'm gonna get ten bucks a month. I'm sorry, man. You can't even tell me that money matter enough for you. They give a fuck. Call it a tie, so God can't send you to hell for it. So, <laughs> give it to him. Y'all call this shit. I'm giving this in the name of Jesus. You do that, I, I, and that I, way, that way, you work two plays. You don't how God to fuck up, but I gave him a tie to the goddamn greater nigga Negro College Fund. Greater <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, Negro College yeah. Well, I just know I can't keep doing them. Okay. Yeah. Some stuff you just it ain't even. It, it's not. You I don't know. I don't know why I did that, but I know I can't do it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I can't do it again. So just leave it alone if just you can Just leave it alone. I if just you gotta can't let it pick it apart.
2: Man, first time I had morphine in the hospital, man, I understood why heroin addicts are who
3: are they Hell yeah, I had first that time during surgery. I've oh never felt
2: that anything. You feel, feel like you floated off the bed, right? You know what I <laughs> mean? The shit, morphine felt better than pussy and head at the same time. <laughs> and I'm not playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that. That's, that's when fact. I had. I developed empathy for addicts at that moment. And that's and and that's when I said, yeah, I won't be doing that shit no more. I went through Hell two yeah. shoulder surgeries, took the oxytocin, I think the first day, the yeah. next day I was toughing it out. The first day was so excruciating, it just made it normal. But the minute it felt, oh, no, nah, it's too good. So some stuff you just got to know, man, it's, it's too much for me. It's too powerful for me. I can't, I can't do yeah. that. There's something
4: yeah. that I was thinking about, and it's funny we talking about this. Raj,
0: kind of, grab a napkin.
4: No, keep going, keep it's going. It's kind of been on my mind, like the last, you know, week or so, this topic has been on my mind. I used to think about it when I was a child, but it came back recurrent. How much money would you say from your community that you come from that it would take to make some type of change in that community?
2: Well, again, I'm not from a community that's desperate or distraught. The community I'm coming from it was so mixed. We had everything in that community from little 900 square foot houses where people who worked every day who went, some people, you know, I would assume with assistance to the black billionaires <coughs> of Atlanta lived there. So my thing is, it's most beneficial. Our community is most powerful when we truly in a mixed income community, when we truly in a community that was like the Harlem in the Renaissance, where you had, you know, all the blacks from the very bottom to the ones that wanted, on what was the area Sugar Hill or Air Strivers row, you know, mm-hmm. those areas to so the areas where it it was. So for me, Blacks are best when we together. I'm for us being together. that's not saying, hey, I want segregation. That's no, you're powerful. I don't I don't say there shouldn't be a Greek town. I don't say there shouldn't be a little Odessa. I love going to Chinatown Mm -hmm. when I'm in L.A. I love to go to K-Town to experience another culture to have my Korean friends. We need to take pride and having our own communities and neighborhoods and having them be mixed income, because that's how you get a political stronghold like Washington, D.C., when Mary, when Mary and Barry was uh, mayor and able to give summer jobs programs like the one Atlanta is doing now with um, Andre Dickens. I think it's 30,000 kids are working through the summer. That's 30,000 kids is not just hanging out, doing vagrancy, fucking around. We've gotten it right before, but we always talk as though we on the defense. We now we've gotten it right before and, and we can get it right again. For the hood, what do we do for the hood? what the, what defines the hood? See, a lot of folks running around here talking about they hood, they flat. Man, I, I told Bal, look, one time we were doing a giveaway, and Bal was, man, he was shaking his head. He said, hey, man, you know, I look at these kids, man, these kids, I look at their shoes, and how bad off they heels, and I, man, it, it was a real, like, one of them old, them, like the most the moments, right? I looked at that and like, I say, man, these little nigga wearing joy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just left Jamaica, man. You know who I knew who the nigga was Jamaica? He had shoes on. You know how I knew who won the nigga. He didn't have no shoes on. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, the same time we went around here complaining, $24,000 beats most of what make people make in the world, 24 dollars a year. So I was telling my nephew. My nephew, 22 years old. He still lived with my sister. He could try to complain. My sister about me. I said, first of all, nigga, fuck you. That's my sister. What <laughs> yeah, the fuck you talk about? They're my sister's house. I love you. But fuck you, nigga. You know, my grandparents bought this house, man. We gave this house to my sister. This my sister house. Whatever the fuck she say, go. Give a fuck that shit you talking about. Yeah, she asked you for some more money. Because you know what I was doing at 22? I was in your daddy's house. All of us had an apartment together. I was sleeping on the goddamn floor. Because I didn't want to pay as much rent as he made. So if you if you if you're so goddamn smart you gotta figure it out, nigga, go find them four other niggas Mm. and lay on the goddamn floor like I did. Mm. And get your shit up till you get your own shit. And then guess what you can do? You do like I did. Tell my sister, you can come live with me. You ain't got to worry about living with dad and find you. Live with me till you want to get to you on your feet the same way my grandmama did for her eight sisters and brother. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we get cute with oh, I've suffered so much. Man, okay. It's a motherfucker getting here today who look just like you, who gon' outwork your motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. That's- you simply apply your man. You magic. Cause you already got the finesse of knowing the system. You know what I mean? They don't know. We shut the fuck up. They don't know if we Nigerian, Ghanaian. They don't know what the fuck we <laughs> is. I showed them you from Nigerian. yes. Yes, I am here to work. I am here to help in whichever way you would like me to help. I'm gonna work like I'm Nigerian. I'm gonna think I'm better like I'm Nigerian. I'm gonna study harder like I'm Nigerian. I'm going to do things to put me in the front of people. I, I hate what happened to us because it destroys our morale around affirmative action. Affirmative action's been wiped away and man, it's so bad. And, and I'm sitting up here like, what, how do hustlers think? So I'm sitting there like, I'm like, okay. I ain't gonna let these kids go to Yale, MIT, Princeton. So shit, I'm gonna send Morehouse, Howard, Bethune-Cookman, Tuskegee, fam. You, I'm sending the recruiters there. Hey, you, you know, I, I know you wanted to go to Howard, but Morehouse is an interesting place. I, the, the girls at Spelman are right across the street. You can take classes over there. By the way, I heard your brother's playing one year of basketball. Tell him he should probably come play because he, he did he wanted to go straight to the league anyway. Instead of going to play at Greece, how'd he like to play at Clark? Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm. If I'm black people, I'm going to start trying to work an angle. If you know basketball players going to spend one year out of high school, why are you going to let them boys go to Australia and go to Spain and go to Greece? Nigga, take your ass to Tuskegee, nigga. Have a lit ass motherfucking homecoming. Find a black wife with a big old booty. Have you some old black tall ass kids that can come back and play? You understand what I'm saying? But we gonna have to start. Realizing there's opportunity in everything, mm-hmm. and we just gotta find it. We,
0: everybody we, don't think like that. Well,
2: well God bless. Them. So, so Every, yes. <laughs> everybody ain't gonna make it, man. Somebody gonna be standing in front of Stokes trying to sell cigarettes, trying, trying to trying to ask for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Like, I want all of us to make it, but what's everybody's making? That's you know, true. It is, yeah, subjective. is, it? My it is subjective. My grandparents. My I my my wife said, to me. She say, "Nigga, y'all was rich." I'm like, rich. I'm like, nigga, you had Jordans at high school. I, only Jordans I had, I stole out of nigga lockers. And she she said, y'all had two RVs in your lifetime, y'all took vacations. And then I realized the richness of our life, because my grandparents were older when they they had me and my sisters, it was truly a rich life. We didn't get the spoilage of material things, but we had experiences. And what I'm trying to tell people here is even, and I'm not talking about abject poverty, but I'm talking about typical worker class people in this country. We have the ability, if we're willing to restrict some of the things that give us immediate pleasure, we're able to give ourselves and our children greater experience.
0: And that's where you're gonna catch the issue. Well,
2: I'm not gonna catch on no issue. No, I'm no. gonna do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. As, as, no, as people, yeah. that's where we catch the issue because you talk about instant gratification. When attention is the new currency, instant gratification is the drug. I think black, I think black people got it, man. I think we I gotta give us credit for trying. We we learning.
2: We understand it, but we can't keep beating ourselves up. We can't keep saying we don't when we do. Uh,
0: beating ourselves up versus being realistic—I don't know if I'm beating. I don't know if I'm. We're beating what's being ourselves. realistic? Y'all been free sixty years. And what sixty years?
2: And and what sixty years? And well, what sixty years? Do something. Do what, something. What with, haven't we done?
0: Do something with. What do, haven't we done? Put together that susu you was just talking. It's about. gonna happen. Gonna
2: happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's happening. Why hasn't it happened already? It's happening with the nation. Islam. when the last time you bought a final call?
0: Oh, yeah, true.
2: Yeah, I, my nigga. You oh, see true. what I'm saying? We always <laughs> want to start. I mean, this is what I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah, everybody go buy a final call tomorrow. Everybody who watched this.
1: Yeah.
2: The Muslims shouldn't have no papers in their hand tomorrow. Because you know what the Muslims going to do with the money? True. They're going to create other Muslims. True. You know what the Muslims are going to do? They're going to keep your neighborhood safe. They're going to show your little girl ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with wearing a long dress. Mm-hmm. They're going to teach your children they're the original people on earth. So you know what that little two dollar is gonna do. So go and spend that little two dollar.
0: True. True.
2: That's it. True. True. Find an organization that's doing the work and support the organization.
3: So it's a it's, it's more so of a mindset in your opinion.
2: That's all it is. That's all it's and It ever just been.
3: needs to shift. That's, just that's a little bit. it. It
2: just just do a little bit more, man. You know, it, it 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 took it took us coming off the fields to say, okay, I'm not a slave number no over that sharecropped, And this is my family. My great grandparents born, the people who were enslaved, they sharecropped. They bought their first farm in 1948. Their farm is still in our family to this day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now we're not farming it, but they grow trees on it. They cut us a little check every day where you might get $500. Might go buy some trees with a little check. You get a put it in an investment account. But when I talk about, you know, people talk about leaving wealth and shit. Wealth is just being able to leave your children a house or some property something to burn your ass out of jail on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to take a loan out against to start your first. But I don't think, I think that we think that we're going to be the Rockefellers in one generation. And we don't understand that the plan the Rockefellers or the Kennedys or the, or the Clintons have or the Bushes have had. Like Prescott Bush leads to George Bush Sr., leads to the other Bush boys, you know, Joe Kennedy leads to John Kennedy, leads to Bobby, now you see the Kennedy still. You need to be thinking like that when well, my great-grandparents bought that farm in 1948. They didn't even know who I was going to be, but they had already thought about me.
0: And mm. I think we need to
2: start thinking like that, you know.
0: Mm. Instant gratification is a rough one to get past. I think we can get, are, are we just junkies. And just admit we're junkies.
2: I'm a got to get this <laughs> shit off. I'm a, I bet you you start saying that to yourself you operate differently. I'm a geek monster. That's why I keep doing this shit, fucking up this bread, because I'm a junkie. Then you can't look at junkies bad. You got to look at yourself as one, too.
0: That's true. Speaking that's of junkies, uh, no, that's, that's not a fair. That's not fair. What? That's not fair. <laughs> I was, I was going to talk, about, you know, we, we, we're in a time now where the junkie is actually not that bad of <laughs> man, a guy. Yeah, that, has, like, that, has, that
2: has never not been true. Look at disco. What they did? Cocaine and dance? Even
3: before that.
2: Huh? You know what I'm saying? What they did? They, they, they did cocaine to dance their ass off. And then, and then, in, and then in the 80s, man, niggas nigga talk about busting down. Niggas talking about selling dope. Selling dope became an addiction. Yeah, but it wasn't using it. The user and the abuse. The selling the, the use They became alcoholics. That's that's what what nigga nigga. became alcoholics. Say again? They became alcoholics. lot the niggas selling that powder with snow, man. All the niggas ain't got no nose today. A, a lot of them niggas <laughs> got on dope. Look at the end of snowfall. That's what I did like about the end. It showed you the greatest the dope ain't even cocaine. The greatest dope is what you can go in that liquor store and buy. Alcoholism. Your ego. Your insecurities. And that sugar. And that alcohol. Mm. That, that dope your brain up every time. You steal the man. That's why drunks act like that.
0: Yeah, but you can open up a liquor store. You can't open up a Coke store.
2: Yes, sir, you can't. No, nah, you can't so open it. <laughs> you know no it's going to be legal in your no. lifetime. Hey, can't open the I no bet open. you it's going to be crazy. legal in your lifetime. I'm talking
0: about right now. you, you gonna be can't to be
2: Weed We legal, now. I never thought i see niggas. I seen 14 niggas smoking on the corner today. I knew that was but coming. I, I didn't. I, I couldn't have predicted that. How could you not know that man, that was coming? Man, please. These white folks love locking y'all up. Yeah, but they also love weed. It was so easy to lock y'all up weed. They went not certain you ain't had no roadblocks in no white neighborhood. We weren't no roadblocks on Long Island. Roadblocks in Brooklyn. Yeah. Harlem. Yeah, so mm. my thing is all things possible, but stop being so hard on yourself and hard on each other. Give yourself some grace, man. You know, you ain't no different. Like we say, you know, we talking about these kids on these pills. Shit, what we was doing with 40s? Yeah, now everybody drinking, everybody got a little cup, everybody like alcohol. You know that shit doing to you. You yeah, ain't stopping sure. for drinking. All <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas in here drinking. Y'all know what I mean? He's <laughs> talking to all n- Yeah, all right, whatever. Hey, nigga. I'm gonna you, niggas who don't talk do you, to, to young. I bet I you I know his addiction. You like girls, don't you? Who
0: don't like girls? Nigga bought
2: some pussy. Best believe. This nigga person the purchased pussy last 60 days. You know what I'm saying? It don't. It don't. It don't. It don't. Nobody escaped the well, man. Everybody got something. And you have to discipline yourself around it. It's
0: not girl. She. It's not girl. It ain't girl. Where's this boy, boy? I love boy. You No, you no. Boy. No. It oh, no.
2: Oh, Hold on. Oh, no, oh. We being prog- <laughs> progressive. I thought oh, we being progressive. Jesus. Progress. My <laughs> bad. We been progressive. Progressive. <laughs> right.
0: My vice, no, my, nigga, my vice isn't girls. Okay, if probably. you're talking about vices, <laughs> What's my your vice, vice is girls. Uh, Don't probably. tell me to work out no lying shit either. Give me a real no, vice. No, no, it ain't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that. If if a vice is something, and it, my definition of a vice has always been something that you do to your detriment. Uh huh. Right. Do? You should stop doing it. What you do? But it's at your detriment. Probably. Hip hop's not a vice. <laughs> fighting fighting is probably my vice so
2: you fight i
0: fight a like lot. like screen fighting you do
2: box no no time?
0: i i i I'm like i i i get injured get and injured. i don't stop so that's de- ro- that's, de- probably, de- ro- that's de- de- probably what respect, i would call respect, if, respect. if it's something that you do to your detriment right. if i get all these injuries and still want to go back in there i'd say that that counts as a vice. i got you I got i've never you. tried to drink yeah. i've never tried to smoke like none no, of no, that i don't even take aspirin for a headache
2: yeah but so the dopamine of fighting is what gets you though. Is that's if I, I to ask, if
0: I gotta call a vice, that's probably I respect it. It. what's yours, man?
2: Who oh, mine? Yeah, oh, I got two many to list. Yeah, I like it, I like it, I like it all. As you can tell I like these. <laughs> I lost my weight trying to like it
0: all, you know, drugs feel <laughs> real
2: good, but I can't do that. Right, can't, right, You can't do it all. But you know, I like a lot. Which
0: white which vice do you indulge in?
2: What I like smoke, I smoke marijuana, not as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like, you know, you can't like I say whiskey, weed, and women. Stay two of the three. You can't like them all. You know what I mean? So, you know, for me, the blue flame, I go see girls go hang out with the wife. Shit, we see some cool shit, hang out with a bunch of girls, see some cool shit. I, I smoke some marijuana. I try, I try to stay away from the whiskey. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But my real vice is probably, man, I love black folks so much. You know, to your detriment. Man, to my detriment at times. Mm. You know, I love us, man. God knows I love us. I love our crazy self.
0: I, I think I got that from you when I saw you agree with Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. That was something I never saw mm-hmm. I mean, the in a thing that years. she was
2: talking about was agreeable, but there's lots of stuff I disagree with Candace on, too. You know, no, like, facts, facts. Yeah, her, but, her, like- her observation of Juneteenth is, is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? She <laughs> no, calls dude. it a get over and My thing is like, all right, Candace. But boy, I was taught any day they give a nigga off pay, you take, I wouldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't give a fuck because she's KKK day. Uh, we're celebrating here today. Not like to say, first and foremost, it's good to have the day off of double pay. Like, we got to take advantage of every advantage, man. Well, I'm talking about Juneteenth got passed. I seen white folk on Juneteenth posters. Juneteenth yeah, in fucking Charleston, South Carolina and shit. Like, white folk give the program day. It's just like when they say, hey, man, you 5% Indian. You get the claim. Next thing you know, white White folk growing part in the middle growing <laughs> up like elijah muhammad said study the white man man but he's successful man like we're gonna have to get off some of this just want to be right shit candace was right in that moment you must a lot of with her on but she ain't wrong about everything right but see that's what i learned growing up in the neighborhood i grew up in because miss o- miss ophelia thought a little different than my grandmother but they were both starring on me mm. but some of the stuff she'd say to me i say okay I-, I can see what you're saying but miss ophelia was catholic much more structured church. My grandmother, Pentecostal, much looser church, you mm. know what I'm saying? So mm. you got a chance to, for me to see different kind of black folks that wanted the right things. I learned as many different paths to freedom, you know, mm. what I'm saying? many different paths. And if I ain't on the same path, which I meet you when I get there, mm. you know what I'm saying? I meet you when I get there. Just don't mm. be to our detriment. No, no, I mean, but some things we gonna do is always I just, all of us do something.
0: Everybody do that's why I say you gotta give each other some grace, man. No, but we're not supposed to let them do things to our detriment. We're not supposed to be okay with it. What
2: what do you mean we're not okay with it? Uh, How many how many black Christians do you know? Tons. You don't think that's to our detriment? Huh? And yes. I, you don't think? Yes. And, I, and I, you know, yes, I just got back to the church, so don't let me piss them off and kick me back out. But you don't think you don't think Christianity's our detriment? No, no. I, I, think, I think it so hasn't been our detriment. No, no. I think certain not. people who no. practice Christianity. I think
0: certain people who call themselves Christians are to
2: our detriment. Really? Yeah. So over there, Africa, now seeing our motherfucking white Jesus go up, seeing preachers walk I mean, around and described it high described. heels oh, right, and that right. shit, and, and and then it's like they say, what they say, um. Uh, well, they say when the Catholics came, they came with candy and Bibles. When they left, we had the Bibles, the children had the candy, they had all our land. Those ain't Christians.
0: I, I don't think um, I think know, I, hear, th- I,
2: I hear all the nuance. I'm telling you, the Catholic Church is the richest church so on Christians. the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. They call themselves Christians. And we know they have an active campaign. of fucking themselves we I, I ain't seen a nigga burn down a church. I haven't seen a nigga say this is not Victoria Falls. We not gonna call it that. Fuck that old dead bitch. That's I ain't seen a Christian. nigga say that.
4: That's not. Christian.
2: I ain't just. Hey, what I'm saying is, whoever runs it, whoever runs the 700 network, they say we Christians. We can say the oldest Bible in Ethiopia. Every nigga I know tell me they're going to trip to Israel. Every nigga I know in a major church, oh, man, <coughs> we're going to Israel this summer. Mike, would you like to come with us? What the fuck are you Christian. talking about, nigga? The oldest book is in Ethiopia. Hmm. Why the fuck you don't want to go there? So that's what I'm saying. And I'm not judging Christianity. I'm just saying it's a lot of shit to your detriment before you start pointing at drugs or violence or the way your little girl dress. Where the fuck your money going to when you give it to the church? Do you do you do an audit on it? When you say those are Christians, when you're looking at an image of somebody who doesn't look like you and telling your child to worship you, that's not to your detriment?
4: That is the place that you're going to.
2: Okay. You're talking
4: about congregation.
2: Do you know what Christian means, brother? No, no, no! Don't even take me down that path. I did all that when No, I was no, there no, 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 I just don't now. do that. No, I'm not preaching. That, but that's I'm not preaching. I'm that's saying, show point. me, if you, if you show me a black person in this the country that believes Christ oh, what talking, what is a talking? black man, and Christianity is a black religion, and willing to en masse leave the uh, leave the unauthentic European Christian church. Just uh, show me again. <laughs> when you just talked
4: about a you, group of people, we have to know that you even know what it means. Who got the power? Man? What does Christian who mean? Who got the power? Oh, so bigger, give jump two. ahead. Jump ahead. Yeah, yeah, jump yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Come, jump ahead. All to right. be Christ-like Please. is what I would think. Christian means to be Christ-like.
2: Oh, so we, I and knew that. Okay, okay, like Christ. Okay. So
4: anything that he just described to you, world, are those... That are not Christian. Mm-hmm. Christ already said many will come before me. Okay. Many. Okay. And say, did not preach your name? Did not say that I knew you? He lets them know I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Now, this black thing that you said, we already know where he comes from. No, we, we don't. No, yes, we we don't. don't no, we don't. No, we don't. If you read the Bible, you know, and you study I know, the we Bible, don't know
2: nothing.
4: We I'm don't know shit. If you read I'm not the Bible, black people if don't you know read that. the Bible, you already know. How many black people read? Africa. How many Christians read? Here? So to answer that question of what you just said, those that read the Bible. So how many of those? If you Bible, gave me
2: 100 black people, how many going to know? See, because at some point, we got to get the stats because the world would be different if it wasn't like that. Mm. You
0: understand what I'm saying? Let's there. ask that's everybody that's in the room. That's the point. Let's um, a point. Let's we got to get the stats. Everybody in the room. Let's get the stats. Right no, right no, but that's the point. That's the point. The average Christian ain't in this barbershop drinking whiskey. The average Christian is who working with a Who in, right in here believes
4: that Jesus was a white man? Let's do the stats right in the room. You can't Who in here believe in Jesus was a white man? Do who anybody in here believe that? I got a
2: question to follow. Thank you. How many people in this room know the Christian church is ran by white people? I'm going to hold that motherfucker up Hold up. How many people in this room know that the largest Christian church on earth is ran by white people? Hold on. Put your fucking hands there. Fuck all that fat The The largest Christian Christian church church is what? Is what? What? The the Catholic church Church. is the the largest Christian church. You believe that? Is it true? A Protestant is the church of protest. You because believe? Martin Luther so, nailed a series of protests to the Catholic
0: Church. The out largest Christian church in the Catholic on. Church. Hold on. Hold on. It's not I, y'all so- get happy because you get a black Pope or you had a black Pope. You nigga ain't got up. a black church.
2: You
4: look it up. That's
0: why,
2: that's why I don't try to shame T.D. Jakes or oppressed dollars or all these other people. We, I'm not going to try to shame them brothers because they can get a few thousand people together or a million people together to try to live morally right, to try to help one another. I support it. I'm not mad at it. But anytime you and your oppressor share the same God and God is showing more favor to your oppressor, that problem ain't the God for you. And I can, he can have it. We I'm a Christian too. God, God bless you. Jesus love us all. We
4: don't share the same Jesus God. love our
2: master a little too much though.
4: You don't share the same
2: God. And that's <laughs> not true. He, well, they misrepresent your bad. God and we ain't doing yeah, nothing to stop not it. That's true. They misrepresent your God. The scripture,
4: if anyone reads the scripture, you could oh, easily... So where, your, you could, oh, easily so where your 700 club you at? Where your 700 club I want to go save Black Hole tomorrow. Where you back now? Just for real now, man. Or the church. Is not what you think it is. I know that Jesus preached in the street, but bigger, bigger. The church is your the body black folks of not going to the and body of Christ. They not going a to a building every a building. Sunday, bigger, and
2: they leaving and money there. And that money never makes it and to your community and your people, on, hold on, hold on, no matter hold on, hold on. what you say, bigger, when they go to the Louvre and they look at the goddamn ceiling, they looking at a cracker. And they say, and the whipcracker is gone. That's
4: not what I'm talking about. That's what those I'm doubt, talking yeah, about. I'm not, if things
2: are to black people's detriment, doubt, okay, no, stop believing that, that it's just drugs. Christian and man. cussing. So be Cuss to your detriment is worshiping the same Christian. thing that oppresses you. That's it. That's it. And if you're not Christ-like, not Christ-like, you're not Christian. I don't even know if Christ really existed. I but know. guess what I know? That's I know that the black man and woman, the original people on earth, I can show you that. I can pull up a white folks to show you that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Christ ever existed, but I know he's one of the greatest characters in the Bible. He's one of the greatest characters I ever wrote about. So I don't care what color you make them in your head. What I'm saying is if your master can worship that same Christ and imprison you, and the last person he saved on this earth was a prisoner, a self-confessed thief being crucified by the state next to him, why ain't black people in mass working in prisons? Hmm. Huh? If you're a Christian. If you're a true Christian, because t- t- the church is not where Christ is. Christ is with the lepers. He's with the sick. I read it. My grandma made me read it from the time I was five, Bible camp and all that. Then I went to Morehouse where I studied religion and philosophy. And then I was in a mosque for 12 years. And I, you know, I actually took my Shahada and I was in a mosque. And I remember when I left, I told my mom, I can't do this, no more. <laughs> he said, why? I because it all leads you back to a white man in a dress. You
0: told your had- mom that? Huh? You told, I told iman- my
2: mom that. I had to go. Hmm. I loved him. I loved what he taught me. I love what I learned, but it all led me back to some lighter figure in a dress. Some old long white goddamn dress. Hmm. So somebody asked me what I said, What are you? I said, I'm whatever African was the day before the first Christian or Muslim stepped their foot in. That's what I am. Because there was a whole Muslim slave trade down the other coast of Africa. We don't talk about. Hmm. We don't talk about how all them folks got light skin and fast skin in North Sudan versus South Sudan. We don't talk about how Arab speakers came across. We're proud to be Moors, but still, the religion was pushed on you and forced on you. Mm. Honorable John Henry Clark said, the African has no friends. Mm. And at some point, we got to get past who's really a Christian or he's a Hebrew and who are the true Muslims and who are the Moors. And we just have to say, like Elijah Muhammad taught us, we are Earth's original people. That's the one thing I do know. Whatever put us here, put a dark black woman here first. And her DNA made everything in this room. The most powerful DNA in this
0: room is right there. That's what God looks like. Chastity, stand up real quick so people can That's what God looks like. So, Damn. so. Damn. Dr. Sharon. With the right said, t-shirt on. With the right t-shirt all on. All religions
2: are male murder calls. That's my uncle. Right? Male murder cults because so no matter no matter what we choose to think about the religions and what's right and what's wrong if you're not honoring that as is first what do our religions share in common they warn you about the perils and evils of women why mm. we have asked ourselves why why can't something that life comes through be seen as holy
1: mm.
2: we we, we don't it. we don't we don't do it. i'm just i'm just asking why i'm just asking why because we because i don't have answers but when you ask yourself why you will stay up at night
4: I just want to say not Christianity. Christianity is is Christian. So for all the world, don't make that confusion. A lot of people talk about Christianity. I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about Christian. Those that understand, understand. I'm not going to argue about that. You can keep going.
2: I love your Jesus name.
3: So let me too. let me ask you a question
0: Mike we we should probably take a break. T- <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. We take a break out his bathroom. Yeah, okay, no, no, okay no, let's no, we'll, hold hold go the go question. Back. We'll come right back to that. Yeah, because we'll come back. It there. might be a right. 10, 10 minute break out. So. so we left off <laughs> Uh, we left off. Niggas about With a debate. <laughs> 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 it I argument, never it a was a debate. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if Huey from the Boondocks grew up, I yeah. think he'd be killing Mike. Hey, man. Especially <laughs> if he started rapping. Hey,
2: man, I love, I love, I love that show, man. I really hope he come back.
0: Aaron, shout, shout Aaron Magruder, Yeah, man. please pull
2: up. Yeah, shout to I would out love to, to, shout, to Aaron. He's a good brother. He needs his father. Aaron don't make public appearances often. You catch him in public, you at the coffee shop or something. But I talk to him, man. might introduce me to him. You, you,
0: brother. you talk to a lot of people who don't make public appearances. Yeah. Here. Aaron Magruder, fucking uh, uh Andre 3000, yeah. <laughs> globetrotting with a flute just running around here. In Japan playing and, flute. And yeah. you got him for your prop. Well, mad- madam come yeah, on. So before even. Been- what I
3: was curious about. So yeah. I know you have an extensive education in religion and theology. Yes. Yeah. And as you stated before, um, you're a Muslim, you know, I practice Islam. Practice Islam.
2: Study with Hebrews.
3: Right. So extensive. Now, I listened to the album. I was working out to it this morning, and I couldn't help but notice that there was um, Yoruba-based poetry and actually prayers to the ancestors. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm I'm a part of that, and that's what I believe in heavily. So I wanted to ask you, what was the influence in putting that on that specific track?
2: My my ancestors and. um, in particular, my mother and grandmother, you know what I mean? They they cover me, they walk with me every day. Exactly. I got ancestors I never met that prayed, you know, for me and me. So mm-hmm. for me, again, you know, it's in searching for who I am and who we are and culturally who we've been, you know, if if this album brought me back to the roots of Christianity, of, of church, of self-reliance, of southernness, of, of the Pentecostal church that I grew up in and the music. From a logical standpoint, what I've learned in my time in Islam and even in organizations that will be considered offshoots like when you get past all that, who we were when we brought here, mm-hmm. who were we praying to, you know, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to connect with that in the record high and holy isn't yeah. necessarily talking about marijuana as much as how we should be vibrating and how we should be moving. And That's I just right. thought it only appropriate that a prayer be on there in our language and of our religion, right. or one that we have discovered in not even discover the one that we had created and cultivated. Right. So I had a sister a priestess, you know, come in and say a, and say a yeah. prayer. And, and even if you don't understand what it's saying, you
3: feel what it means. You feel it. And then it's, there's a wording in it that, you know, just stands out. So when you say Ogun, when you say Chang'o, you say Yamaya, Oshun, that's almost universal, even to the, the the ear that doesn't really understand it. But my thing is, is, what brought it to your attention? Was it when you were in school? Well, I studied black people. Know? Miss, I had a
2: teacher named Miss Baraki. Uh-huh. Dr. Asa Hilliard um, was teaching at Clark at the time, and he had did a curriculum um, for Atlanta public schools for history teachers to come and learn, to basically teach black children about who they were past starting that slavery, who was the, who was the ruler of the Malian empire, who were the Nubians, who was in ancient Oyo, Kenyan, nature, all that. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the first people that introduced me to thinking outside of the religions that we were given, the big three, right. you know, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she just—if you wake up a child's curiosity, they're gonna try to find it, you know. Right. What I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it was Santeria, whether it was what they call Voodoo, whether it was called ephod, it just—I started once you become aware of something, you start seeing it place, you start asking exactly. questions, and people are people once they realize you genuinely curious, they—they—they they, they more than willing to share with you and help you understand better. Not even try to recruit you, just help you understand. So mm-hmm. I've been fortunate in that I know people in that community, I know people in a lot of black religious community, but that community in particular is a very powerful one in terms Absolutely. of in terms of their 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 reverence of ancestors, their support of one another and of their communities. And uh, you know, if you look at my motherless video, mm-hmm. all those sisters and priestesses that are in there that are doing the prayer right. for me sister Taj, um, who put the stones in my hand in the video so is that person right, right. That's praying on. Yep. And she's
3: my sister i love her today I, pre- I just wanted to say to you um before you ask your next question like that i i personally appreciate that that is a part of your art yes absolutely you know what i'm saying at this point you know you got a you had a long career your career is still going yeah. and the only other person i've seen highlighted was beyonce right she made a whole album lemonade about ocean yeah you know what i mean so to see another black artist yeah you know, put that in their music, it, it means a lot to me personally. You know, Thank I appreciate you. that. I appreciate it. I appreciate sure.
0: it. It just feels more, it makes the album more autobiographical to me. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people will, no one would, no one would blame you if you decided to keep your religion out of your album. Yeah. Or you decided to keep your relationship out of your album. Plenty of things that people like to keep private. Man, when you do, motherless child though.
2: Yeah, yeah. motherless, yeah,
0: yeah. Bro like my mm-hmm. father I lost my fa- I lost my father God, in the, in, the, in the same yeah and I they hear me quote my pop yeah. so much they make fun of me for it yeah but that record hit different off the strength of that yeah. you know what I mean it, to get an understanding of our parents a lot of us don't have that yeah, yeah. don't don't know who they were as children I still yeah. go talk to my uncles and and his cousins and I hear about the stories of my pop when he was my age and yeah. younger but you, you have an understanding of your moms. You've had conversations with your yeah, moms, and girl. then you, and then you put them, and then you put them in the song.
2: Yeah, I did. Mm. I mean, you got to. You got to. No, no you. you don't have to. That's no, that's do. the whole <laughs> thing.
0: You you really no, you don't to. Have, to. I, I have
2: to. Yeah, I feel compelled to. I just man, I just I just want to be honest and an artist for the rest of my days. That's all. You know, when me and cousins are that working, they heard every version of Killer Mike. They heard pretty much. Man, you know, the most amazing thing with me is. But I just realized just how many people never gave me a shot. They never gave me a listen.
1: Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
2: and I get it. You know, maybe I did not have the greatest marketing toward it. Maybe like Jesus, when you see me, you don't see nothing of me. You want it. But when you finally sat down and let it pierce your heart, it hit you. Because it's your life. You don't. I, I, didn't, I never took it personally. You were not avoiding me. You was avoiding you. You mm. thought you was you was you was a dope boy in the trap. You were no dope boy because I was in the trap. I never saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every shit, we were trying to get the fuck out of the trap. I didn't want to be there. So I understood why, why certain other things caught your fancy and caught your eye. I understood why you thought I was just talking theory when I was mm. talking about black economics. But when I got that first 60000 dollars you know, check off rap music, I went and bought my first investment property. I knew. Like I say, man, if I want to be free, I got to be free. I got to figure something else out. I can't keep begging a record company and believe in these radical black ideas. You know, eventually you got to become the idea. Yeah, I remember jumping out of Honda. The nigga said, God damn, Mike, you all, you, you jumping out of Honda. But I was, I'll was take goddamn like, I think eight, eight or nine bands in the bank. I said, yeah, nigga, fuck, I said, I said, I'm buying houses, nigga, I ain't buying cars no more. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get something, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a shame or nothing, but it's just like, I had got to one of my not Give a fuck what you saw me jumping out of. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to some money, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, because I, I, I understood when you don't have money, man, you, oh, man, they treat you bad. <laughs> you know, they, treat, they treat you fucked up, man. They treat you bad, man. You know what I mean? They talk to you bad, they handle you bad, you know what I mean? So I just, I, I understood then, you know, have something and, and, and have, you know, a, I saw a John Goodman clip, I don't know what movie it's from, but he talked about. You know getting you a little one or two million dollars, living off your of five yes, eight you know. six you yeah. Yeah. Haven't, haven't fuck you money. Yeah, yeah like yeah like you I mean i'm nigga rich nigga fuck you i don't i don't need nothing i i got everything i ever want that i got mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's like i i'm at that like point in my life where not fuck you but fuck the control so let me go bait michael i, I don't want to chase the trend i don't want to <laughs> try to imitate what young people are doing i don't want to try to swag swipe steal. i wanted to give you what the product of 50 years of hip-hop is and that's me. You know what I'm saying? That that's a kid. My I got interested to in hip hop. My mama, she was, she was only 16 years old than me, so she was listening to Curtis Blow. She was listening to Houdini. She was listening to Run and Run and am So you know, I'm right there with her. Like man, this shit jam. I was with Roxanne Shante today. She made me wanna do. I seen this 15 year old girl rapping her ass. I'm like,
0: oh, I got it hard with the ball she
2: sent my mama a signed picture, not like a a a a, a picture like that you take and get the code and get developed. But to me, I still got that picture in my book, in my little mm. photo book, we, we, you know what I mean? Like when her movie dropped, I took it, I showed it to her. Like we on the phone crying, like, hey man, she's like, hey man, your mama was real. I'm like I know, like <laughs> this kept me going. So for me, man, I just, you know, you got, you got to keep pushing. I don't know why people didn't give me a chance, but I'm, I'm glad that the people who did gave me a chance because man I got a feverant group of disciples out there like I like Boosie Daughter was. I told y'all niggas. I told y'all niggas. I told and they did. You know, so my thing is man, maybe the generation that my albums or I was always trying to rap to finally slow down and, and listened and hmm. listen. Hmm. And said, damn, this yeah. what I've been missing. But I I've always shown up on features and showed out and did what I'm supposed to do. But now they have to listen to their album and they have to understand it. This album is not just Mike's autobiography. It's my autobiography. Every man in this room that had a moment in the bathroom where he had to look in that mirror and cry because he knew something what he had to push through was hard. He it was damn insurmountable. Mm-hmm. But he had to do it. He had to take care of that woman. He had to take care of them children. He had to take care of his mom and his grandmother. and take care of his aunt. You know, I remember my grandfather died. My sister, Shonda, she teased me about crying on stage. She's my baby sister. She put her hands on my back. She said, hey, man, you know, go on and get it all out now because tomorrow you the leader of this family. Mm. Mm. That was 20 years ago. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to lead myself out the strip club. <laughs> how the fuck I'm gonna lead a family? My next question
0: the, was, how did that feel?
2: But over, it felt overwhelmingly scary. But over the course of the next 20 years, I figured it out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I figured it out. So for me, man, it's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm blessed that, that, that God has preserved me to keep me. You know, looking handsome, dressing fly, smelling good, and, and with something to say, <laughs> rapping. You know, and. I'm blessed that people finally took the time to listen, because it's truly a blessing.
0: But we know it's not financial because like you said, you you got everything you want. Mm-hmm. Many people, many rappers will speak from the perspective of once I get the bag, I'm gone. Like you'll never see me here again. I'm here cow. for the bread, and that's that's cow. all she wrote. Cow. <laughs> cow, cow, cow. Jay might be the biggest cap of all when it comes to that. Cause that is. Jay is gone
2: from competing in the in the regular rap, though. But when that motherfucker show up, show a verse. do Don't act like Andre 3000 on the nigga show up and dazzle, y'all. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga Jay showed up with that cali shit. Nigga was like, God damn, cuz still got it. You That's fucking fuck. right. Mm-hmm. But but he he realizes he is just important in the boardroom as he is as a product the boardroom is selling. And I admire him for that. And I respect mm-hmm. him for that. You know what I mean? No, I, there's
0: no disrespect. But I, I see so I the fact that. I don't you
2: disrespect. I'm just saying I admire and respect his ability to say, hey, I'm still an artist. I can do this. But he understands the art of business and works it in a way that is beneficial and it grows other people's opportunities and i, I just I, i've always been a fan of that because we've always i i'm from a city where that's what i saw mm. like google the people you hear me rapping about google herman russell google alonzo herman you can't google Q ball you know what i'm saying yeah. you, can't, you can't google my, my charlie cato but ask somebody about you know you know from atlanta so for me i am a fan of I'm a fan of black people doing and growing, and I cheer for it. Even if I don't always, you know, people disagree with, oh, he sells liquor. And they're like, yeah, fucking Jack Daniels is sell liquor 100 years. <laughs> and a black man taught him how to do it. Uncle Nearest. Yeah, so, so Nearest. my man gets stopped yeah. complaining and buy another a liquor. gets earned a nick. Uncle Nearest. Like, yeah. you know, my grandfather told me that. I, I, I think, man, I was so blessed in the education that I got because it was so common folk. It was like reading a Zora Neale Hurston book that, you know, the eyes were watching God and yep. abusing men. When you read those books, she wrote in the black colloquial terms that black southerners talked in. So, you know, my grandfather, you know, he said, hey, man, yeah, yeah, white boy got that deck down, man. Hey, yeah, it's I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you now. You know, a, a black boy taught him how to put liquor. Hmm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, great, get the fuck out You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm just like, I ain't never heard of that with great, But what did my granddaddy do besides drive dump trucks and take care of my grandmother? He, he hauled liquor. Mm-hmm. His brother-in-law brewed the liquor, he hauled the liquor to Atlanta, his cousin shot had the shot house. So he knew liquor. He mm-hmm. knew alcohol. And he, before they ever admitted it, had already told me. So when it came out that Nearest Green, the person who had helped Jack learn how to properly make whiskey, was that little black man in the picture mm-hmm. with the hat on it. And I said, God damn, Bert was right. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me believe even more what he said, you know. I want so,
3: I want to get back to the music real quick. So mm-hmm. you've done some very memorable features. Yeah. One in particular, which is one of my favorites out of many, is yeah. "Popping Tags" with yeah, Jay Z, yeah. Big Boy, Twister yeah. and Blueprint Two. How did that even come about, and were you guys in the studio? Right man, now?
2: fucking crazy, man. Like I was on the tour bus with Outkast, and Big came said, "Hey, man, that boy Ho just called. He say, um, he said he said he he wanted he got this feature, Popping Tags." He said, "I told him I don't think Drake really." In no feature right now. He said, no, I want the young boy. I want the boy Killer, Killer Mike, y'all got over there. And yeah. Shanti Dawes, who's now left the music industry to start a beautiful mental, um, mm-hmm. mental health campaign called Silence the Shame. Mm-hmm. Shanti took me to Jay-Z's studio. What was it Baseline? Baseline, yeah. Took me to Baseline. I met Jay We chopped it up, talked. I didn't record that. I didn't record until I got back home. I think I was just on nerves, like, I was, <laughs> but, but when B told me about it, I went to the back of the bus to my old little time porch and I just started writing right there. But yeah. I, I, the beat was fire. Yeah. I went and originally I was she right behind Jay. And if right. you hear, they clipped it and they, they put, I think they put Twister in between us. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think yeah. I showed the fuck yeah. out. So I was just like, get that young boy, you little <laughs> 200. Bad down the line song. But yeah. i i tell you past that, man, I really understood how cool he was when I was standing at MTV and I'm standing in the cut like this and I see him coming down the hallway with them to like a ticker tape parade, like 20 folks around. You know, he's just a darling. You know, I don't know folks at MTV was like, oh. Host in the building, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and he, he was walking past. Now, I, I, I was trying to step the way he stopped. He said, Man, you ain't gonna speak to me. I put you on my album and everything. Like, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, I was like, Man, my bad. And that's what when, when I was like, I was like, Man, dude, dude, really, it's still who he is. So I, I be trip out now when I wake up, get up, moving around, see a text from him, just out of nowhere, you know, peace, God, I seen what you did just sending some encouragement your way. He's still a very grounded, cool human being. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And I just, I appreciate all the love and encouragement, because as I was making the record, we sent it to him early. He, he sent back some real positive notes mm. and, so, and, and just, um, he sent back a, a great compliment. He was like, um, uh, it feel like I went to my cousin's house and watched a movie. And you mm. know, when you go to your auntie house, you watch shit your mama not gonna let you watch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. Fresh, Sugar <laughs> Hill, you know what I mean? All you that y'all that don't watch shit, they teach shit, you know? Yeah. so. I really was honored by it, and it kept us going through. I think that was about, you know, about, about a year ago. He might have sent that compliment through, but I, I, and we delivered. You know, me and Cuz locked in at that, that studio, and we got it. We gave you an audio movie. son. Did you know
0: mm-hmm. that you had the chops to compete with the albums that this, that your albums being mentioned? I knew I was most? gonna have
2: the best album this year. Yeah. Not, not just that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just knew, ta- I'm talking yeah, about. I knew it was a generational statement. Ain't nobody never did no something for junkie. Ain't no, ain't no, You know, ain't nobody, you know, cause see you when you get the sensitivity of a black man, it's a nigga talking, about, oh, I've made these mistakes. And how could I've cheated on my wife? And oh, I wouldn't have all this old kind of shit. Man, listen, man, I'm a nigga, man. I did all the nigga shit, like me, you know what I mean? And I and I and I did, and I, did, and I, did, and I made amends with it. Like I said, And, and I, I said, I, mean, I said, you got niggas coming home for the rocking 20 in the pen trying to make amends with baby mamas, getting to know their kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's some real nigga shit, man. That's like mm-hmm. that's like that man didn't even deserve the 20 He got and then when he get out, he got to go back to the same woman. This woman had been with some men Somebody mm-hmm. scratched out your day your kids and called somebody else. Mr. Or uncle mm-hmm. and you and her got to figure this shit out together because she the only one who broke your ass and sent your ass some money mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like all that shit for real like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so this the kind of shit you got to sit with it and, and, and stand up on so I wanted to give. I knew when nobody gonna give you that. Everybody's still too consumed with being the hero, you know. But man, the hero, the hero, man, Batman get beat up. Yeah, yeah they beat the yeah. shit out of Fucked Batman. Up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bane like, no, he got, yeah, broke Yeah, it yeah, back. yeah like you <laughs> got to, you got to, you got to understand that that's a part of being a hero. So, I, did, I don't think anybody had the chops to make Michael, because nobody lived like Michael. Didn't nobody grow up in no all black community thinking nothing was impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say these cities were like that. But this what I'm saying, this is what I was in. This is what I currently help to foster. My all my mm-hmm. neighbors black to my left and right right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I chose it. I could have moved in Marriott Marietta, I could have went to Johns Creek. Mm-hmm. I could have went on further out in Douglasville. I stay my black ass right amongst a bunch of other black ass people. A little bit higher income than I was raised around, but even when I was raised around, it was black millionaires around the corner. I make purposeful steps. To keep me with my people. In this album, I made a purposeful step to say something for, about, and with black people that if I, I got upset about a review. And when I looked at myself, I said, God damn it, you done let the devil trick you off your square. I shouldn't have got upset because the reviewers wasn't even qualified to review. You're not black. And that's all I have to say. (laughs) How the fuck can you comment on what being black in America is like? No, the closest you've been to black is watching a few movies, hearing a few albums, going to a music festival or two. You know nothing. Mm -hmm. I I heard Dr. John Henry Clark say, I argue with my equals, everyone else I just teach. So I hope the white boy go back and listen to it and shut the fuck up. And -hmm. just listen to what it's like Mm -hmm. being a nine-year-old black boy in America, believing in yourself, Mm. saying nothing is impossible. All your heroes and villains look like you. I don't give a fuck what you think about any line in my music because you a voyeur. You get Mm. to watch it, but Mm. you don't get to touch, like the strippers. (laughs) You you get to listen, but you don't get to comment. You don't have a comment because you haven't lived. That's like me popping up in an Amish village. You know what I think y'all need some muscle cars. The fuck (laughs) I'ma tell an Amish motherfucker about being Amish. (laughs) So I I wanna I wanna apologize for even responding because you don't know what the fuck you' talking about. It's like arguing with a kid who's special. God bless his soul, man. I love my special uncle. He can build his room and can't count a hundred dollars. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, when he, he built a room, we make sure my sisters go with him. Pay our uncle, don't fuck him over on his money. Mm-hmm. So everybody, well, I was, I was mad at myself. And I said, God damn. <laughs> like, what that shows how passionate
3: us. you are about your art
2: I, and, 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 and about, your culture. Yeah, and about my people. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? My, and my thing is, I, 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 was, I was more, I hate I didn't put out, I was putting the press on my publicist to make sure that, hey, man, people like us. But, but then I had to understand even people like us, the skin folk thing. You still my kin folk, but you grew up in Connecticut. You don't understand. Shout God out to bless Connecticut. your soul. I <laughs> fuck with Connecticut My, <laughs> my, my, my Aunt Jackie in Connecticut, but you can't understand. My Aunt Jackie, my Aunt Jackie grew up in Tuskegee. She grew up in an all-black world in this little town on her, on her grandparents' farm. So by the time she moved to Connecticut, it was a different world. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's a whole different I grew up in a world where I didn't have to worry about diversity fitting in because all my heroes and villains already looked like me. Well, you my schools cool. was named for people who looked like me. The college I went to was built for people who looked like me. Every problem I had, anything I needed to overcome, is the person usually on the other side of the adversary looked like me. The person who was helping me looked like me. Life felt fair. Hmm. It wasn't the fairest, because I knew 15 minutes outside of Atlanta was Georgia. My granddad gave me a car. He told me two things. Don't drive your ass to Gwinnett, and don't drive to Doug, um, Douglas County. So thank God the Migos came and turned Gwinnett. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shots out. Rest in peace, my nigga take off, man. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I just, I just, man, I, I, I want to represent for us. My grandfather would tell me, don't embarrass yourself, son. Take care of your sisters. Don't embarrass me and your mama, name, and don't embarrass black people. And I'm going to try my best to keep that. Spot. It would
0: be so, so cool, cool if more of us rocked like that, had that philosophy.
2: I think a lot of us do. We should give that credit. You've been devil's advocate. you you got to get off the devil's side. What do you like about black people? Thank you. Because you guys rich. All kinds like, of you like that. you like that. You're like like Goddamn, nigga. You got to like something about
0: niggas. All kinds of stuff. So tell me, what give me five things you like about black people. Hip hop, rhythm, food, women. Real rhythm, rhythm, hip hop, the same thing. So. No, 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 they're not.
2: not. They all music. Sorry, give me something besides no, music. No, they're not. And food. Because I'm give t- me something t- besides music and food that you love about black people. People? No, no, no. <laughs> give me something you
0: love about black people. I love our soul. Okay, and what's that mean? All the deep. What's our soul? Our soul, I think, I think when it comes to black people, we have a natural equilibrium with the earth mm-hmm. in general. I think the pulse of us comes directly from the heartbeat of the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we're attached to things in ways that maybe we don't see, but we feel. Absolutely. And I think our ability to translate our feelings mm-hmm. into poetry, music, etc., different different realms of expression yeah. is unparalleled. Yeah. And I think that's why people gravitate to us the way, we do be, the way they do, because we have a natural equilibrium that's with right. the
2: earth. Exactly. We're go, hey, we stay in poverty. <laughs> you know what I like? What the CDC said a few years ago? You know who spend more time with their children than any other people, any other fathers? Black fathers. Black fathers spend more time with their children. Mm. So I, that's why I don't like to hear you know, what we endure. Black men, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Niggas <laughs> unemployed, who you think babysit? That's why, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my Uncle Jeff. You, know what you get what I'm saying? I, I, like, I like that about black people, that we be with our dads.
4: I
0: like that.
2: Because Lord knows, man, we got some solid-ass dads out there, man. A lot of times, they don't get the credit, they get beat up, and they take it. I quote, my father, I quote my
0: father every other show. You look in how
2: smile head. when you talk about that. Every yeah, other show, quote my daddy father don't every want other you show. Hey, in. Man. Daddy <laughs> wants you to stay positive, man. You <laughs> <We> don't <laughs> whoop niggas' ass and smile, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we gonna do, man. <laughs> that
3: was that, that's from like the, the like as soon as an athlete, mama. no, nah, 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 it's never daddy. Hip hop gets pops, no props.
4: Man, man.
2: man yeah. pop pops, deserve the props. Hey, shouts <laughs> out the, <shots laughs> out, man, shouts out to my man Logic, though, man. He is. People who made know his story, knew his father suffered from some addictions. Mm-hmm. He grew up down there with his best friend and his best friend, Mom. Logic Man is a dad now, he's married. And if you follow him, man, you pop up. He just had a baby, congratulations too, bro, I love you. But his pops pops up on his timeline. Mm-hmm. And him and the old man, they reconnected and you could tell that the old man really is in reverence of his son. Mm-hmm. They say, man, it's an old parable that says, the only person that truly wants to see you do better than them and is be the better than them is your father. Your father, man. Your father, father. Yeah, really father, yeah. father said, man, I want you to be a better man yeah, than me.
0: My, every, mm. my father's birthday is April 23rd. 20, April bless. Every year, there's one caption that I put up when I post a picture because I stopped doing it when he died. Yeah. I only do it when he, when he was born. And I put up this caption every year. It says the same thing. All I ever wanted was to be him. That's right. All he ever wanted was for me to be better. Come on. Man. Here's hoping we both get our wish. Come on.
3: Man. I Come say on. that
0: every, Come it's on, the man. only thing I can Come think on. of. You it. got to love that. Every time I try to like think of you something got else, to love that the words you got die to, on the page. You got but to love that
2: one. You got to love that one. And see, yeah. that's a, what you just did in this two minutes. Wiped away 20 minutes of doubt or devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll break your balls and teeth. Yeah, just shift the
4: perspective. But but the
2: relationship (laughs) you're describing with your father is a relationship that a young man, too young to be a father, is currently building with his son and daughter. Mm. And you've just given him examples that his children are going to repeat years from now. And that's all we got to do. All we got to do is let the good news go as fast as the bad. Mm. All we got to do is go around and say, hey, you know Jesus is black.
0: That's it. Biggest smile. You know
2: he's <laughs> <Biggest did. smile. laughs> you know he black. That's it. When, when you see somebody say, hey, 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 you know he's black. And just smile and walk away. And go smile just like you did, Bill. Go smile just like you did. My man. My man. A man came from Negro land to lay his hands <laughs> on me. Glory, glory to God. Glory, glory to me. We're gonna start a new spirit, so we're gonna start our own church, nigga. Me and you. That's right.
1: See, that's
2: so, more powerful than anything. That's a okay.
3: yeah. well, Mike, how was it coming up with uh, you know, the dungeon family? You know, that's a force, I was a fan, man. just
2: like y'all. I was I w I didn't come up with them. I, I'm from the west side. Okay. I, I'm not from southwest or east point of College park. I'm from the west side, so it's a little different. When you see the way, like God bless, when my old what my man said, he said, I got the search to come here, I said, Well, I'm I'm gone. Y'all have a nice night. Right. It's just certain things I'm not, because uh, I'm my side of town are a little more um, you know, t behavior. You right, know, right. you know what I mean? Drope, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, Fabo. Right. you know what I mean? Yeah. We a little more in your faces. So, you know, what I mean? <laughs> So, you know, the Dungeon family, niggas like where I came from, we go, hey, nigga, y'all a little too, hey. Chill that nigga shit out there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Rico Wade were bump in sometimes. Rico's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rico serves as the voice of Atlanta through the album. Big Bro is is, is mm-hmm. he's the one. You know, when he says right before um right before Spaceship View, he said, you know, I thought they were working. You know, they like, pants shooting a little sign, or they uh maybe thought they were selling dope. They were selling dope. <laughs> that was my neighborhood. He was talking about it. Got so it, it, I was Big Boy's little brother's little homie, and he heard me and showed some interest and said,
3: "How did y'all meet, you and Big Boy?"
2: Um, Nasilo Reddick, who's known as Teeth Malloy, is half of the Beat Bullies, who mm. produced Kryptonite, and they produced for mm. the Millionaire, they produced for me, they produced for Janelle. They were, well, they they tried to work with Janelle. I don't know if they ever got it, but they were just dope. And um he since went on to move to the tech world, him and the Millionaire. But CeeLo was Big's best friend when they, in Savannah, man. They grew up together as friends. And James and me and Rock D the legend and Fast Black, God bless the dead, wanted to be rappers. And Big just let his little brother's friends hang out. Mm-hmm. And his, his boy CeeLo, he, he said he had a guy named Killer Mike he needed to hear and he let him hear me and he gave me a shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
2: the shot he gave me, when he gave me a shot, I got on Snap to Trevor. He sent me in the studio to rap. The engineer didn't know he had left the, the, the speaker on. This is why you got the tape. A lot of times you say, niggas hating on me, man. You need to be encouraged sometimes. It's like you playing football, somebody need to try to stop you from running the ball in the end zone. That's how you toughen up. But I remember, man, he went in, he left the thing in. i never forget from the back of the And I'm, I'm tightening this dude today. Man, I said, man, who this fat-ass nigga you got in the booth, man? Man, this nigga on the back? Know the Jesus-old nigga, nigga my, 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 this old nigga? side ass nigga on the Man, when I came out that goddamn booth, yo, man, that collie part nigga had shut the fuck Oh, like the whole room was silent because I knew I had laid it down and, and ever, and ever since then I was locked in. And that's how I got, you know, brought into the Dungeon Family, but proud yes. to be a part, proud of, of what, um, what Rico and, and, and Pat and Ray built and organized noise in the Dungeon Family, proud of what Outcasts and Good and Mob and, right. and you know, EJ the Witch Doctor and Cool Breeze have, have given us, you know what I'm saying? Kilo Ali, I'm proud, like proud to be a part of that lineage. I'm proud to have when me and Cubs were working on a record, Ray walked in, he say, you know, this thing, man, it got to be distinctly Southern. It got to be some Atlanta shit. Mm-hmm. And he said, it got to be as cohesive as the chronic. And then he just walked out on us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, then, and, me, and me and Cubs sitting at the table like, she here. That certainly took the expectations a little higher than we had. You know what I'm saying? Not yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> <that's> the chronic. <laughs> and, when, it's and, we, and when you put this album on, you hit play. And you walk away, the whole, and fifty-three the whole minutes day. later, you like, wow. Exactly. So mission accomplished. But no, you, you did be that. You, you, you no, you did.
0: Even the story, even if somebody didn't come from your point, your part of town, and have your point of view. Yeah. Even being able to tell the story as lyrical as you did. Yeah. Counts for something. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be able to compete with. Uh, well, maybe competing is the wrong word. But hip-hop is competitive. There's a, there's a game yeah, of yeah. albums it's out there a, that you mention your album poetry. next yeah. to.
2: It's, yeah, it's pugilistic poetry.
0: Yeah, and we're competing out here. Like, yes. So if you are got this frame of like, if people are painting you like now the Southern Biggie who's been under everybody's nose all yeah. this time, yeah. and you've produced this album, solo album, yeah. that now speaks to that, that yeah. qualifies you for that conversation, yeah. you have to be able to compete. Yeah with these other legendary albums that are out now. Yeah, I, I'm doing that easily. Did you always know you had it in you to yeah, do that?
2: absolutely. I made Rick Flair. I, t- I told mm-hmm. a story on Deuces Wild that's comparable to any story that Slick Rick, Biggie, or Scarface has done. I've been who I am. I was playing in Portland. No wonder about watching the goddamn games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was playing in Seattle in the middle of the night. But I've been, who- I've been who I was. Yeah, I've been who I was. It was about figuring out how to show the world the best representation. Mm-hmm. How to get in there, and pick the beats. Like when me and Cuz went in, Cuz said, "We playing a beat, Cuz. If you ain't doing that within the first twenty thirty seconds, Cuz, we not even doing it. We not even playing with the shit." See, at first, I I try to accommodate. You know, I try to fit. Now, fuck all that. I just got to the point where it was my money. You can't tell me what to fucking do. I ain't got no record company sending me no goddamn beat, suggesting shit. Yeah, it was just my money, so I do what the fuck I want to do. And I had to learn that my instincts were good enough to trust.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: had to learn to rock with the people I really trusted, not the people people told me to trust. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and definitely. once I got that, it, it, it's, it's as easy as pie. But I, the, the show, like you hear me on features. Man, I ain't never You're showed smacking, up on no feature bro. and not showed yeah, out. Nah, mm-hmm. I, ain't never, I ain't never played that's on fact. no goddamn features. Man, I don't fuck. A you got me with Black Thought and, and, and Pusha T one day, you know what I mean? You can have me. You can have me over here with a local joker MC who rocking my city right now. Young boot. Got the next day. If I'm rapping with somebody's youngest boot, one day rocking with Black Thought and Pusha T. The other day showing up with J. 10, 13 years ago, doing my thing. I'm never. I always showed up in the all-star games. It was just boy, I was playing. And I was playing in a I was playing in a part of the country where nobody watched. I was people looking over me, looking around me. First, it was the snap movement and the prompt movement. And, you know, they looking for all that shit. And I rapped through all the movements. I'm still here. That's so awesome. my figure, if I'm going to be here, let me give you the best thing that could possibly happen this year. Let me give you an autobiographical look on being black and Southern and masculine for men and the women that love them. Mm. In a time mm. that the maturity mm. is going to be appreciated. In a time where I ain't looking down, I ain't preaching on that motherfucker. I ain't telling you wrong. I'm telling you about my wrongs. Mm-hmm. This is where I done fucked up at. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure you done fucked up, too. You feel me? You know, mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I knew it was time for that. You know, right. so I... Speaking of not to cut you off, speaking yeah. of features, right? You got a feature with Young Thug. Yeah, man. Love that. Right? Love it. it. Were y'all together in the studio? Yeah, we, we camped out for two weeks with Thug. We right. camped out and I really got a chance to see him as a leader. And our, he had already been somebody, man, I could call upon. Like when we did the Black Banking Challenge had people pivot their money out of major banks into black banking institutions like Citizen Trust stuff. Thug was one of the first people to show up. Him, Tilt, Dolph showed up, you know what I mean? And and, and, rest in in peace, peace, God bless our dead. Thug, man, Thug had never had a bank account at the time. Right. I was like, man, this is amazing. So Mm -hmm. when people try to say he didn't say anything on that too, it irks me because when he said banking the same but ain't banking the same. Uh, he's thinking the same. He like all oh, this shit we wear wearing all this but he's not banking he's really giving you game
1: right. you
2: just don't want to see it
1: right
2: when he says you know getting the kids out the trenches we're gonna return on a yacht boat i just got a vision of what if the the triangle the, the um the, the transatlantic slave trade went in reverse what if we take these carnival cruise lines put all our babies on them and take them back home mm-hmm. just just you gotta be Mm -hmm. Deep enough to understand the depth of what he was saying without trying to be deep and think because you talk hoity toity and you went to one of these big HBCUs like me and shit. Somehow that puts you above a nigga that understands that I can't think and bank the same as I used to.
1: Then if I
2: had my ultimate wish, I would return these beautiful black children to the original, to their homeland. You missed that because you came with your prejudice and all your fucked up shit. Mm.
0: That's why I say you got to look in the mirror. Mike, you are, you clean out all that shit up. are you ready to
2: be, are you, are you accepting your position Man, I'm as a leader? I'm so dope, and I'm going to a blue
0: flame. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to give a great show in Harlem. I'm going to give a great show in Philly. I'm
2: going to read some James Baldwin on the back of my bus. I'm going to laugh and thank God I escaped the life of selling dust. And I'm, I'm going to be a good example to my family, because, you know, I've seen what we do to our qualified leaders. They usually dial a bullet in their chest and their head, mm-hmm. and we give them a holiday, and we act like we cry and then we Street let white man. politicians use them, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, as fodder to get That's us true. to vote for this policy That's that true. don't help us. So I don't have the confidence because we only been free 60 years. I don't have the confidence that we're ready to mm-hmm. do some of the things that we are ready to do and that we should ask any one person to die for us. Mm-hmm. I think we should all be willing to die for a greater cause. That's our great grandchildren and beyond. And if we're willing to die for them, why not be willing to live for them? And one million of us get $10 a, year a month and say That's that right. this $10 million fund a month is going to be toward enacting these things in these places. Why don't we do that? Why don't Let's we try do to do that? that? You sad. know, I, I do mean. my part. I like I raise hell. I step on the soapbox. I, I, but I need somebody doing it in Harlem. I need somebody doing it in Tampa. We need somebody doing it. Me and Biggie are going to go down to Birmingham, start our <laughs> church, you know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to the church and the strip club, the same block, you know what I mean? All the dancers going to pray, ain't nobody going to have them girl raw. But I think it's going to take all of us. I don't think it's just up to Mike. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just up to you. I know Bigger passion, but I won't want Bigger out there by himself. I think that we all have to do our, If we all do a little bit, nobody have to do a lot. If we, if we all, I tell my barbers, if you take care of your station, your station is clean and beautiful and ready for presentation for a customer to come in. If we always TV ready, TV going to keep coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what we have to get in our mentality. What is the little bit I can do? to contribute to the cause of the greater good of black folks. Because if we do a little bit, that means you ain't taking so much from yourself, you start to resent your people.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? If we do a little bit. Stop people from rapping. Stop people from rapping? I probably would. That'd be my contribution. You would stop people from rapping? Stop a lot of people from rapping. They're terrible at it.
2: It's people, people are terrible at
0: about... jiu-jitsu. These people are terrible
2: at fighting, but they show up to stay healthy. They may never get a fight in their life. <laughs> but that's gonna help them stay healthy. You can do. That's the...
0: their culture. I'm talking <laughs> about <laughs> mine.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, the market no, is mean, yeah. 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 I'm talking yeah. about yeah. mine. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... if you want to rap, rap, man, may... May... rap, 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 rap. If you're good at it, rap. If you're good at it, Maybe
0: if you get the fuck out the way, Killer Mike's album will go number one. No, no, rap, no, no, Maybe, maybe that, maybe You know what? Outcast album didn't go number one. Took Alcance
2: okay. album first time two years ago, platinum. But over that two years, they built the fan base. I don't, I would love to wake up and be number one. I want to walk away with a handful of trophies in, in February, whenever the Grammys is. Because this is my miseducation moment. Mm-hmm. Fact, you know what I'm saying? I want to walk away. But what I really want is what I've been getting the last month. And that's black men saying, Mike, thank you. Yes. I worked out to it yes. this morning. Mm-hmm. i feel it. them out. It's black women saying, I had to bring them to your concert. I had to make sure we came to church together. Mm-hmm. It's seeing that—that's what—that's what really matters. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't see Too Short going or winning, or, but here he is, thirty years later. Facts. I didn't see E. Forty going and winning. I saw man, one of my favorite players, Rashad Wallace. Rashad, uh, Rashid, uh, Rashid, Rashid Wallace tried to clown Forty Wallace. Wilder. Forty Wallace still here, looking younger than Rashid. <laughs> God, <laughs> made, God made no hate on that. Just saying. Just saying, like. Man, my, my I wanna lead up. I wanna run the marathon. Brad Jordan been dropping dope music since nineteen eighty seven.
0: Can I explain to you why I said that? I I'm It's listening. only one it's only one reason. Because my concern is the culture. I And if your album goes number one, yeah. it signals a shift in the culture. But well, it can go number one. I definitely think it can. Yeah, we just gotta keep telling people. I also think it should. Yeah. However, if what if that happens? We can get a shift in culture to where the talent starts to rise to the top yeah. over the gimmicks, yeah. over the marketing. Yeah. Maybe Killer Mike doesn't need marketing because the talent is so dope. Because no, I, I like marketing so it too. Bi- I will say this. I, I'm, not, like I'm, not mad at, <laughs> I'm not mad at nothing. It's going cool to
2: yourself in so- Times Square. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean? you're, you're goddamn, your wife a little more friendly that night. All kind of food. all cool kind of shit happened, man. You know, just, getting oh, you get up, so you see yourself forty feet. feet like, told you little bitch. I would like
0: to. I would like to get more talented brothers. Those moments, it's gonna happen off the strength of their talent, not just because.
2: Now that means that. That means that you got to keep yelling about it publicly the next six months. That means you got to tell your homeboys mm-hmm. who on the Grammy committee, hey, fat boy deserve that Grammy. Let's get them in now. That means you got to keep making noise. You got to be like a Dallas... You know what I want for Killer Mike supporters? Be like Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> 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 Chill for me you when know, I'm goddamn losing, man. Chill <laughs> that goddamn big blue star. Te- you, up, you know a Dallas Cowboy fan. Total assholes like that. Right? You <laughs> love the fucking death, though, right? Anywhere you goddamn go, we go to silver, that blue. You think it's a crypt invention. Right? But, but that, but that ain't dope. they go. Stephen A. Don't, Smith having a they fit run them down. Stop really? believing, man. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I, I need y'all to be like that. And we'll get the number one ever young.
0: You know? Well, you keep winning will keep cheering all right my man, how my about man. that you, Yo, you
2: got you got some real
0: notable features
2: on that
3: album and one yep. in particular is andre you got andre 3000 and future on the same track yeah how did that Andre? because you featured on outcast stuff before yeah in the past but i showed is, out every feature And you showed out, yes great, absolutely <laughs> but this is the first
2: time that you got andre, andre. to
3: feature on your
2: yeah project. he told me no a lot over the years and well, now like he yeah. would say man the song hard kill yeah, I just ain't into rapping right now. Though. I mean, just break my heart every time. I mean, oh, like, man. I, mean, I tried to get on the run of Jules. you know what I mean? Right. He like, man, y'all, sh-. he came out to see us. Him and Big Boy would come out to the show, but I couldn't get him on there. And this time, I didn't go with no expectations. I didn't even go out wanting. I just wanted him. What Andre Big Boy and a woman named Regina Davenport, who now works with David Banner.
0: Oh, he- salute to Regina Davenport yeah. and David Banner. What,
2: they, they mattered to me because they were the three people that believed in me. From day one, so I always let them hear the music, Big and Drake in particular. And um when I let Drake hear, he told me he loved the record, and then he said, "Well, can I come at tomorrow and bring some shit?" I'm like, "Nigga, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, talking about bringing that flute, nigga. Bring a saxophone. I'm gonna bring a trombone, nigga. Let's do something." And, and he brought some records, man. Two records we picked. One he <coughs> took back and he swapped out. We got another. We got something else in the future. That's crazy, but um. He brought the record and man, I, it, I, I sat there and I'm just like, oh, this shit is dope. And then the next I was like, what the fuck are you going to do to this shit? Because, yeah. you know, the, yeah. it's, it's quirky. You know, he, his rap style is quirky, the beat was quirky. Mm. But um, he called him and Bear Lope, helped get Future on there. We got Future on there. And then I sat back like, OK, Fat Boy, you got to you got to do your thing. You yeah, got to yeah, say, well, yeah. what would Big Boy do? And, hmm. and the beauty of OutKast is the melodies and the intricacies and quirkiness of flows was Dre. But the patterns, when you listen to Big Boy's patterns, it's crazy. Yeah. Wayne has used Big Boy patterns, Kendrick has used Big Boy patterns. Numerous young people, he didn't even know they was using his patterns because they had emulated Wayne and, and Kendrick used his patterns and I have used his patterns. His patterns are just some of the most beautiful, like, like even in the hooks, me and you. Your mama and your cousin too, riding on the strip. And you can hear that in Good Kid, kid M.A.A.D City. So, Big Boys' influence. Often gets understated, but I'm gonna tell you, as an influence on me, I sit with it and I study that motherfucker, that good rapping asshole, son of a bitch. Yo. That that motherfucker gave the game more than his Houston Astros jersey in the throwback game. You know, part of the reason I'm wearing this jacket today because a big boy, like he brought that. Like Kanye said, he literally brought that. But he brought patterns, man. So I'm listening to this shit. Like, I do one, I don't like it. I do another, and I don't like it. Cuz say maybe you should try this pattern. I tried all like we went through about six, seven patterns, and then. That shit hit me, and it hit me. And and what was crazy is because it was patient walking down the hallway, because he knew it was going to come out of me. He just knew I had to get the garbage out. He and Will, who my manager, who's like, loves music too. But when that pattern locked in, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it was over. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Music computers and robbers and looters and looters with shooters and shooters with rulers and shooters, and and shooters, and and shooters and with rulers. CDs were my tutors. My tutors taught me a terrible miracle. You can like cheat and still kill in America. Be celebrated like Captain America. Fuck it. I'm with it. Let's get it. This nigga and niggers and Bentley that land in Linux. When I said that, I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm here. like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I, I, was, I, I knew I had locked the guilt and I said, I got it.
3: But you know what's crazy? crazy? When I first heard the record, um. Uh, two days ago, I, uh, well yesterday, I was like, it reminded me of the record you did with Outcast and the whole the world, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that pattern, pattern that grind pattern. pattern, play, yeah. yeah, I grind, my focus is crime, crime, I roll with the, the rhyme, I stick with the slime, slime, I roll yeah. like a diamond that come
2: out of mine, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this is very nostalgic, mm-hmm. this verse. Well, it doesn't sound like, but it is a pattern-based thing, like my thing is. You know, you, you, have to, you, have to, you have to adjust because style, rap is competitive and rap is style. So I learned that from KRS-One, man. Mm-hmm. That man has styles. Right. That man has styles. I man, he'll switch up a flow on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you look at talking that shit, three different beats, three different flows, styles. I often, I, I have one of the best all-around games in rap, period. Mm-hmm. I'm an elite storyteller. I'm an elite lyricist. I can elitely do different styles within one song. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you don't believe me, just go listen to the catalog. Mm-hmm. Listen to God in the Building. Listen to Deuces Wild. Listen to Ric Flair. You you hear a fat black rapping ass motherfucker? Man. <laughs> you know, I mean, like you you know. And so I I I'm glad that. People have finally opened their ears to me because now I'm hoping that they'll go on the wormhole and say, wow, uh-huh. I, how did I sleep? I you had so many say, like, How did I sleep? Because now I got to outdo this. And that's what I love. Now I've set a marker for myself that I have to outdo. And, and I'm excited about what's next. We've already started working on the next. Nice.
0: I hope you influence the I hope you influence the cats behind you to want to keep that same level of excellence.
2: Well, the only way we do that is keep making noise about it. So the people that feel passionately about it. Keep making noise about it. Keep telling people about it. Mm-hmm. Buy it and send it to them. The vinyl comes out and the CDs come out September 15th. Buy it. I believe you really can't own nothing. My friend told me this about women. He said, hey, wow. hey, hey, hey. Okay. He said, hey, 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 let me tell you Let me tell you something. Let me
1: tell
2: you, something. <laughs> you can't own nothing. You can't put in a cup and measure. And I ain't seen pussy bottled yet. <laughs> and that's when I understood, well, I can't own a woman because <laughs> Lord knows I can't put in a ball of measure. So she's free to <laughs> come and go as she wants. She's a human being just like me. Mm. So I believe if you can't physically hold it, you can't own it. So with all the people streaming, I appreciate the downloading on your phone. But what if they hit the switch on us one day? Man, you better go get that DVD player back in your car. Man. That's
1: right. You better
2: go man. get that record player. Have something you can own. Because sometimes we can say some shit, man, and all of a sudden it disappears. Like certain mixtapes just disappear. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still mm-hmm. a buyer of, of, of old school stuff. I still like the CD. Because I drive old school cars. I like the records because I got a record player in the house. So, you know. Well, you yeah. come from
0: that era. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, but man. I'm just
2: saying if you don't come from that era. Like, you mm-hmm. better own it. You better make sure you hold it.
0: Because otherwise, baby, it ain't in the cup. It's on her. You got to ask her for
2: it. <laughs> 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 it's her choice to say, yeah, your
0: name, my bro. You keep yeah. giving me all these drop the mic moments. Hey, like, man. the uh, old men, man. Some old men at the stove. I just yeah. wanna see the album do well. Hopefully the generation like, again, hopefully to, because we, right now we're so we're so much more entertained by nonsense than yeah. we are talent. Yeah. You know, somebody can go viral just by being extra ratchet and doing yeah. something dumb. Meanwhile fat black dude from the south is rapping his ass off yeah. and people look past that to go to the other but thing.
2: but ne- but finally they're not passing. Right it, it, you know, like like um I got a call before I came over here. Scientists and engineers is rising in streams. You know, and and, and I, I need this is what I want. Remember how we had to go get that easy E or that tribe called Quest album? Like I don't give a fuck what house. I would get to school an hour late just so I could hit third world records <laughs> and be the first person to walk in with it. All my 35, 45, 55 years, I need y'all to act like that about it. If you really feel like that about it. Have a listening party. Invite some of your partners over, buy some beer, Buy some hot dogs and chips, or whatever, and say, man, we just gonna listen to this shit, dog. Oh, you know, you. yeah, like I need you to organize. If you if you feel like that about it, be. It, I needed some Jesus needed disciples, nigga. Don't just let me die here on this cross by myself. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, I I need I need yeah, some man.
0: help, man. I'm stop I'm stopping
2: right there, Mike. <laughs> hey, man, I love y'all. Bro, I appreciate we y'all. Appreciate bro. you. Appreciate salute you, you. Love. Mike. Oh, hey, Mike. Many love. Love. love, I love you Appreciate y'all. Love, I love, love Thank you so Let's much. Get these photos. I appreciate I love, y'all. Nigga, we going to start that turf. now. I love,
0: I love, love you, brother. I love, love you.
4: Love you bro. high for high trap trap smack rapper. Only smack rapper that you know a smack rappers. Got bars, I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star. I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends sleep earth you heard. Got your baby mama thirst, you heard and feel the flow, nigga, though in reverse. This the way you need to serve you. Heard.